It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Citation Mets fans, and welcome to this week's edition. For all you kids out there, the official podcast of your baseball prospectus Mets local site. I'm your host, Jaffe Paternostro, with me once again this week is Jarrett Seidler. Jarrett, without fail, no matter when we do it, what part of the offseason, January, February, the Mets have to do something the week of the drinking game that forces us to do a brief intro. Yes. And this week, uh, not a Mets-specific news, uh, but... Certainly important to the podcast, Jordani Valdespin has signed a minor league contract with the Minnesota Twins. We almost did like a different breaking news podcast about that. It would have been a very different breaking news podcast, yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah. Might make a roster. He might. I mean, that's... If not, he'll be in Rochester, which is exactly where you want to put Jordani Valdespin, I'm sure. I mean, he was in Long Island all of last year, so, you know. So right now, they're like outfield, DH, bench situation. situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he literally has to beat out probably either Hiri Adrianza or Tyler Austin for a roster spot. He might be a... T- wow. You know, the Twins could... You know, Jake Cave is also in the mix for that roster spot. Williams might be in the mix for all the those Twins should really spots. just sign, like, Manny Machado. <laughs> Bryce Harper would work, too. Bryce Harper would also work. But, I mean, yeah. this is a starting outfield of Eddie Rosario, Byron Buxton, and Max Kepler. Jordani could end up, like, starting for this team at some point. I just feel like because those are three fairly high-end, long-term internal prospects, they're going to give them every chance to fail over JV1. Right, but those guys are also, like, all major injury risks. Sure. <laughs> you know. And they've got Tyler Austin. Who's also a major injury risk. <laughs> yeah, they've got Jake Cave, who's also a major injury risk. Lamonte Wade is in the mix. Zach sure. Braddock is in the mix. Um, but he, he, could, he could play here. He, he could play. He could play. I did what positions can, like, Jordani still fake? What is the I don't know, is he even playing in Winter League? Pitching, obviously. This is probably something we can find out. I'm assuming, like, right field. Uh, Taurus, uh, wow, he's been splitting his time almost evenly between second base and right. Sounds about right. 
Yeah, so the Twins' second base situation is Jonathan Scoop. He could beat Jonathan Scoop out. Uh, I mean, it's he's they're not gonna. He got pretty decent money, didn't he? What do you got, like one? Relatively year? speaking, one and six, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like on May 15th, Jonathan Scoop could be hitting a buck seventy. And it's JV one time. He will be the man then. Yeah, like that's actually that is a good job by his agent of yeah. placing him with a team that could need his services at some point. Maybe. In the interim, he can have a lot of garbage plates in uh, Western New York. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be... He's probably the cleanup hitter for that team, right? Yeah. That could be a fun team. That Kenny Vargas Will- still there? Probably not. That that team could have Williams and JV1, that Rochester team. Are there two more different but also alike players than Williams <laughs> and JV1? And uh interesting query. One we do not have time to answer this week, but I'm sure we'll come up again on the podcast. We should also briefly touch on the Mets adding a legitimate major league reliever on a multi year deal. They signed Justin Wilson for two years and ten million. Yeah, so I saw this got panned a lot of places, which was weird. I thought the, like Justin Wilson was gonna get like the Valdespin yeah, Familia. <laughs> Got him on the mind. Yeah. Uh, like the Familia, Andrew Miller, David Robertson to your contract, and he just didn't. He got the Jerry Blevins. Right. Uh, that's a, uh, listen, I know DRA doesn't like um, uh I know he walks too many dudes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could these go are Alex Torres. Tiny samples. Yeah. And in these tiny samples, he was still really effective. And it's not difficult to figure out why. He throws a heavy upper 90s fastball from the left side. That's a reasonable bet to make. I yeah, that dude like, that does that. Yeah, like this is not this is not a hard one to figure out how he's inducing weak contact and inducing bad swings. He throws a heavy upper mid to upper 90s fastball. Uh which is not... That's difficult to find. It is. Even nowadays. You can, you can kind of see the Mets are, like, repeatedly betting on this particular type of pitcher because there's, like, kind of some similarities between him and Familia and profile. Sure. And he's left-handed, which they needed. Right. Although the, he's not really... So Joe Madden was misusing him as a loogie, and it didn't sure. go great. And I'm afraid that, that Mickey will as well. I mean, he really should be, like, the seventh inning guy maybe right i mean it's okay to run you know and he can also pitch multiple innings when he has to and he's he's extremely durable too which is something the Mets needed but it's okay to like pitch which inning he pitches like based on okay there's a couple lefties coming up sure, but sure, he sure. actually has reverse splits for his career he's also Not better that- he's also significantly better than daniel zamora so Right, and I mean, that's, his splits against lefties are still borderline elite because his splits against righties are borderline elite, too. Like, he just, he, he, it is, he is very difficult to get a hit off of. He's he, pretty young. Yeah. I think he's 30. 30, yeah. All right. It's fine. I, this is another point I made on Twitter. It's 31 now. Just to 31 now. This is a point I made on Twitter. A year and a half of this dude in 2017... 
Return Jimer Candelario, who at the time was probably a top 100 prospect or close, because yep. it was a midseason trade. Yep. And Isaac Paradis, who was also probably at that time, you know, probably like a top 175 dude and is now like a top 125 dude. Yeah. That's a lot. For, and, you know, here we are two years later, and he's basically getting the same money he would get in arbitration the next year is a late January free agent signing. Like, what the heck? Uh, but that's, you know... It's where the market is, and it's the kind of pitcher the Mets should be capitalizing on. Right, I mean, Brad Brock got, you know, yep. one third and three million with some incentives. And Drew then, Pomeranz got uh, one and one and a half, up to four. Right. Uh, you know, Marco Estrada, who is not... Marco Estrada, always, not always good, but you know, made an all-star team a couple of years ago. He did got one and four. You know, Gio Gonzalez. Who knows what he's going to end up? Uh, the Mets should be in. On Gio they should Gonzalez. absolutely be in on Gio Gonzalez. Gio Gonzalez is the good version of Jason Vargas. Yep, that's that's a guy. They should, the two guys I would like to see them sign. I would like to see them sign either Gio Gonzalez or Wade Miley. Amazing. Twenty nineteen, y'all. Speaking of twenty nineteen. It's now time to go over the 2019 annual. With... Well, we have, before we do that, we have to talk about Brody and Jeff's comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did do chat. You were going to do that. So, uh, yeah, the Mets, this was their, like, yearly scheduled off-season conference call or whatever. Yeah. Um, and... it, was the, it was the off-season conference call, plus they had, like, the fan season ticket holder cluster fuck and it was ken rosenthal of the athletic was nice enough to drop an article that morning <laughs> shining the mets for not being a non-harper machado so naturally it came up on the conference call at which point jeff Wilpon said how many teams have two 30 million dollar a year players certainly not the mets they don't even have one right and they also started they you know started putting out cbt estimations oh, that was that great i think are technically true for opening day calculations, but right. won't be by the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and includes, like, all of Robinson Cano's salary and all of David Wright's salary. Right, it's like... All this of is, Necessity's salary. This is technically true, but the CBT is calculated at the end of the season, and they're going to get a bunch of CBT reimbursements in addition to real money reimbursements. Yeah. Like, so it's like, is this technically true? Well, if you're looking at it from a certain perspective, yeah, they're at 180 whatever for the CBT. But if you're combining estimating the, the seasonal costs without taking out the, the, the return, it's like you're double counting. The Mets double counting... Yeah. Payroll? You can count the CBT for the opening day roster, but you can't count the typical player costs in there if you're not also counting the reimbursements that you're planning on getting. So, yeah, it's double counting. Um, they also double down on uh, Jeff McNeil in the outfield. Yeah, we've been talking about this for months now. We have. Uh it's a good idea to play Jeff McNeil in the outfield if you pretend that Bryce Harper is still not an unrestricted free agent. It's true. <laughs> you know, he's he played a season in college out there. He's played some in the minor leagues. Uh, he's worked out there for a few years. 
I don't know whether he can handle center, if he can handle center, if he's better at center than either than Nimmo or Conforto. That gives them a much easier that makes things a lot easier yeah i'm pretty confident he can handle a corner i'm less confident he can handle center but he might be able to and that's something i think we'll know probably by the end of march hopefully by the end of march well Uh, there's one thing the mets are known for jared it's self-scouting their own players right but you know it does and we can tie this you know aj pollock signed for functionally four years and 50 million it's five and 55 against the cbt because we're now doing nhl style cap manipulation here yes uh which is not great and yeah of course the mets should have signed that deal right yeah it's the you know it's going out and signing you know it's the lorenzo kane of this offseason where he fit, fills an obvious hole on the team right. and but they've taken less, to filling less obvious holes but it's a less obvious hole if you're confident that mcneil can fill that outfield spot which they might be they claim to be or if you just plan on playing juan lagaris there because you're paying him nine million dollars or whatever which the mets also might be doing i was not at the season ticket holder event i didn't i think there was a video feed i did not watch it but i did see reports on twitter um but I guess Van Wagenen outright said or implied what I think was actually the correct reading of McNeil's involvement in the Mariners trade, mm-hmm. which was that he would have been in Jared Kalenic's spot, not Gerson Batista's. Imagine that. Which, you know... If you're the Seattle Mariners, who are not, like, run by stupid people, mm-hmm. they might be, you know, let's let's put aside the racial stuff that's out there for a second. But in terms of making baseball moves. Right. They are under pressure to clear salary, sure. Right. But you're, you're not going to, at the very last second after a trade has been functionally agreed to, you're going to take out Jeff McNeil, who is being viewed as a low-cost average or slightly above average multi-positional regular and allow him to be taken out for a guy that the Mets were going to cut off of their 40 man. A random reliever who throws hard, who they're going to bring in and see if they can teach a breaking ball. And if they can't, probably isn't going to be on the roster this time next year. And if they can, you know, maybe he's a setup dude, maybe in a really good outcome, he's like a decent closer. That would have, he would have to get he would have to advance a lot to get there. But Jared, it did That's, make the Mets look really good when everyone thought that at the last second they'd kept Jeff McNeil for Gerson Batista. Right. That's not how this works. If you make a change of that big value, the other team doesn't go just Yep, sure, we'll go along with that. Especially when they had competitive offers from another team for Edwin Diaz specifically. It's several other teams. Yeah. Which and I think has all been reported, obviously. Right. A you version know, of that Ro- deal ended up getting done for Gene Segura. Ken Rosenthal reported yes. that contemporaneously. Um, yeah, this is just this is not how this works. It's not. Uh, Jared Kalenic and Jeff McNeil, sure, they're probably relatively similarly valued assets. And if I'm the Mariners... Well, one I'm of us the- thinks they're both sixes, so... <laughs> 
if I'm the Mariners I would ra- and doing what they're doing right now, I would rather have Kalenic. And if I'm the Mets doing what they're doing right now, I would rather have McNeil. So this tends to be one of those things that probably both teams would agree on, not knowing sure. the exact details. Right. Uh, you know, so yeah, I'm sure McNeil came up. I'm sure Andre Simonez came up. I'm sure Honey Mauricio came up. David but, Peterson. Yeah. All, all of the names you heard at that time, I'm sure, came up. The only name you didn't really hear at that time was Peter Alonzo. Or Gerson Batista. Well, or Gerson Batista. Yeah. Uh, Until, and none... Because Gerson Batista was a throw-in on the trade. <laughs> none of those names you'll hear again in the next section of the pod, because I didn't pick any of them for the BP annual drinking game. But to find out who we did pick and to watch us slowly descend into drunken madness over several minutes of dead air, as usually happens. We won't keep you waiting any longer. It is now time for the 2019 Baseball Prospectus Annual Drinking Game, presented by For All You Kids Out There. now as promised the bp annual drinking game uh i don't think i actually mentioned what i was drinking until about an hour and a half into last year's show so i'll get it out of the way uh <laughs> early this year my regular sip slash chug drink is dorothy's new world lager from toppling goliath brewing somewhere in iowa i don't know decora iowa Named after our founder's grandmother, it's our classic beauty, mild in body, easygoing and clean in taste. Each sip charms the senses with distinct flavor, refreshing simplicity. Just like Grandma Dorothy, our unfiltered lager is forever dear to our hearts. It's good. It's a solid lager. It's only 5.5% because I've learned some lessons in my life. I am, however, shooting slain Irish whiskey, which is very smooth for a, uh, for a blended Irish whiskey that's all sourced at present. Uh, it's triple casks so it's virgin cask seasoned cask and finished in sherry casks and it's got a little bite because i'm 36 and if i'm gonna do shots i should remind myself why i don't do shots because he's really never learned any lessons no lessons will be learned this year either because i'll forget them about an hour and a half into the show yeah. jared seidler <laughs> what are you drinking i have a black tie required from cane brewing uh i am not doing shots because my doctor advised yes. me that would be a poor idea <laughs> Oh, medical excuses. So let's go to our round table of five that will be, once again, dipping their toes into this disaster. We start on Twitter.com, where we have Craig Goldstein from Twitter. Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking an Action Bronson's 7000. It is uh, from Stillwater Artisanal Ales in Maryland, and it is a sour made with uh, muscat grapes, so it's a little bit in between a uh, beer and a wine. And uh, I will be shooting tequila. Uh, it's just called number two. I have not learned anything <laughs> about it since last year's show. So. <laughs> Nor have I. The same one? It is. I've done like no research. I have, I, have, I, have, I have poured one shot out, and I have one shot left in it, and then I will be done with it. <laughs> and I'll move on to a Casa Nobles. 
Oh, you guys are in the sours for like the jet seems dangerous to me, but uh, the the chug is going to be very painful. I'm yeah. going to be honest. It's, it's a very tart beer. Um, it was, it's pretty good, but I, I if I had any sense, I would have saved one of those uh, two roads uh, that we were just talking about before you started recording, and uh, I didn't. And this is what I had left. Joining us once again, the managing editor of Fangraphs, Meg Rally. Meg, what are you drinking? I am drinking. <laughs> I learned some lessons. Also, I have to edit. You don't later have a too. giant tumbler of Lambrusco. No, I'm. I uh, <laughs> I I want to say up front that I recognize the weakness inherent in this selection. I know. I'm not proud, but I am responsible. <laughs> I am drinking a grapefruit shandy. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh yeah. my. Does that uh, even count? Hardy. You have to do double. Oh, I were they were oh, they all out of Rattlers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will I will hear no bad words about these beers. No, no. This is a, a Lionel Kugel grapefruit shandy, which was shockingly available at Target when I went earlier today to buy presents for my friend's uh, two year old. And uh, she just look, gave him the grapefruit shandy. It's not going to get him drunk. I, I, I'm kidding. I, I'm not going to apologize. I have a, I've, I have lists and uh, articles to edit, and I, I will do so ably and uh, in a mostly sober state. And what do you have for shots? Uh, uh, Tito's yeah. vodka. Yeah. From baseball prospectus, making a return engagement. It's Nick Schaefer. Nick, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the house cocktail that uh, my wife invented called the Country House, which is uh, two parts rye, one part red vermouth, and then orange and walnut bitters and an orange peel. And uh, for a shot, I've got some uh, an old souvenir from Iceland. I've got a little thing of Brennevin. <laughs> Jesus. Gonna wow. hurt. That wow. stuff is disgusting. I'm trying to scare myself into making sure I just don't. The answer is just don't get anything wrong. Yeah. It doesn't work. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. doesn't work. How bad's your shot class? It's really bad. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, you have have no chance preparing the shot. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, staring at it. It's staring at me. Yeah, you're not getting that one. Nice. We have a couple of debutantes this year. We'll start with... Liz Rocher of Yahoo Sports. Liz, what are you drinking? I am drinking a, it's called a Woodbreaker from Urban Artifact out of Cincinnati. Uh, it is a black cherry lemonade Midwest fruit tart. It is delicious and 8.2% alcohol by A lot volume. of bad decisions being made here. We only have, at this point, high test beer in the house, yeah. so there's really no way for I specifically went out and got a 5.5% lager. <laughs> I would have had to go out and get it. What are you saying? Uh, for my shots, nothing fancy. I've got Bullet, and then we had a Bacardi in the freezer. So I thought that sounds better than straight vodka. So. And from Mason Avenue, Allison McCaig. Allison, what are you drinking? Hello, everyone. I am drinking Freshies from Tonewood Brewing in Oakland, New Jersey. Um, it is an American pale ale and mercifully 5% alcohol by volume. Um, I acquired it during one of my rare trips back to New Jersey to visit my parents, and I specifically went to the one store that I could find that sold this because I had it once in Cape May and really liked it, and now I'm using it for this game. Um, As far as shooting, I am shooting nothing special, bourbon, small batch 1792. So we will review the rules briefly. 
They'll go out the window by about the end of the first round. Jared or I will read a entry from the 2019 Baseball Protectors Annual, removing all identifying data from the player, such as the player's name or the team he played for. Our contestants will then attempt to guess what player it is. Usually after two to three minutes of dead air, we all try to fill with bad jokes. If they get it correct, everybody else has to do a shot. If they get it wrong, they have to do two shots. They can buy the division, or drinks, sorry, not shots. We're off to a good start. Whoa. Get really bad quickly. (laughs) You can buy the division. The player was written in the annual for a drink, but if you get it wrong, you still have to do two drinks. There are also chug questions, which will not be pre-declared. This is a player of interest to the contestant, someone they should know. If they get it wrong, they have to chug for 5.1 seconds or the time it takes Dan Vogelbach to get to first base. No, Mag, Dan Vogelbach is not your chug question this year. (laughs) If they get it right, they can pick anyone else to chug their drink for 5.1 seconds. And there are shot questions which are pre-declared and you cannot buy the division for. They are players of interest to Jarrett or I, part of the podcast brand. If you get it correct, you can make anyone else do a shot. you get it incorrect, you have to do a shot. No one can do more than two shots, so once you do two shots, you are no longer eligible to be chosen to do a shot. The order was determined randomly. There are six rounds. We will start with me reading for Meg Rally. Oh, God. The player has pitched 11 years and 319 games in the big leagues. We highly doubt you are reading this because you thought, you know who I need a scouting report on? The player. I should read his player comment and learn about him. Too late, friend. That ship has sailed. You should check out the 2007 version and see if they got it right. What you might be wondering, however, is, does he still have that weird-looking goatee? You know, the one that was too long and always looked like it got caught out in the rain, even when it was dry outside. The answer to that, we are pleased to tell you, is no. I'm nervous about whether I remember how long this individual has actually been pitching now. I thought this was fair, because <laughs> if anyone remember bad goatees, it would be you. I mean, you're not wrong. Is it Giovanni Gallardo? It is Giovanni Gallardo. Meg is on the board. Uh, yes. We are doing a new thing this year where I'm good at the game. That is the new thing we are doing. It is a trend. We are starting. It's the comments, but make it fashion and correct. It's the power of the Rattler. <laughs> and the desperate need I have to edit later today. <laughs> Next up is Jarrett reading for Nick Schaefer, and Nick, it is your shot question. <laughs> oh, really evil. Well, give well, me somebody time has to, to have uh, it in the first round. Or a second shot. Yeah. Okay. The high plains stretch out and yawn across a huge swath of miles and states over a massive land that is vast in expanse and elevation. The high plains reside in an unusual height for plains, and a consequence of height on Earth is wind. Steady, consistent flowing air, more robust than its blustered sometimes, humming along unflinchingly from the west at most others. The player is going to fit right in. He grinds, he hums, he flows. He executes quality baseball plays over and over and over again. At every level, he stretched out, yawned, and played, up to and including a couple of delicious cups of coffee last season. He hits, he runs, he defends well at multiple positions, and he gets every inch, every pebble out of his game. His predecessor is going to walk out that door, and he is poised to walk in. And if history is any guide, the winds will grumble on as the soundtrack to a most peaceful transfer of power. Good luck with that. Uh, 
All right, well, I'll, I'll buy the division, certainly. Yeah, that's <laughs> a shock one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Cups of coffee last year. I try not to, I don't want to do the dead air thing, but there's there's really no choice. Um, two cups of coffee, multiple positions. Huh. Is this because I texted you that you should trade for Carson Fulmer? Were you mad? Is that <laughs> I did, not, I did not pick this one out, no. Yeah. There's actually, I will say, there's a fair amount of clues in here. Yeah. Oh, I, bl- I, I bet. They're, just, <laughs> they're all at the end. I'm going to be furious. <laughs> um, man, this is brutal. Air. Air and wind. <laughs> I mean, Jeff McNeil? <laughs> Not actually the worst guess. It's not the worst guess. So the High Plains, as you might know, uh, are at a high elevation in Denver, Colorado, which was a clue to what team he played for. Oh, it's, it's Garrett Hampson? It's Garrett Hampson, yes. Son of a... All right. I, I th- my first thought was, was McNeil, too, but... They said like his predecessor is going to walk out the door, and I, I didn't think really Wilmer Flores was going to get that treatment <laughs> in terms of language. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. that was an upsetting thing. Don't upset me. <laughs> All right, well, Nick, you have to do your place. shot. He's in a better place now. He is well, terrible jerseys though. Goal, everybody. <laughs> He'll hit in the desert, I believe. Okay. What did, what did that taste like? Um. You know, I don't. I don't dislike that. It's kind of licoricey. Yeah, it, it usually bit. is. It's vile. <laughs> well, I poured it because I, I could. You know, wouldn't wouldn't hate drinking it. But there's a chance uh, I'll get a second, right? So I should I should top up. Yeah, probably. All right. Next up is Allison. Oh boy. The player scale could update the Kenny Lofton scale. This scale weights the point at which an elite player becomes less known for their overall career success and more for their desirable characteristics to help win a title through midseason acquisitions. The player has more than 40 career warp, and Lofton was near a similar total when he began his career mercenary phase. Reaching this level of career achievement should be viewed as one of the highest honors in the game. Teams want you to contend. The player did not waste his shot to be a winner with this new team, providing crucial walks and power during an improbable late-season stretch. Those desirable traits wait in the balance once more for trade or hire during the next playoff run. Ooh, okay. So this is a player that was traded midseason, and he is a player that has put up 40 career warp already in his career, and he is seen as desirable to other teams, but maybe potentially on the downswing, perhaps. Hmm. Can I buy a division, please? You can. National League Central. Oh, is it Daniel Murphy? No. It is uh, Curtis Granderson. Damn it! Okay. Two I'm just going to state for the record, I guess that. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for helping. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm oh, thanks for making me feel because, really good. No, wait a minute, though. I will get mine wrong. That's how this works. 
Next up is Liz Rocher. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, on April 21st, 2014, Chad Qualls of the Houston Astros tried to throw this player a sinker down. He missed thigh high and the player squared it up. The result was a ball hit so far. Had it been hit back in the days before television, your grandpa would have sworn it went 550 feet. It cleared the left field foul pole by at least 30 feet and banged off the outer wall of the stadium. The umpires got together and decided the ball had hooked foul. It was a perfect distillation of the player's offensive experience, a jaw-dropping destroy of strength and raw power. It was also a strike. Uh, this is when me not writing about baseball full-time anymore becomes really apparent. Um, I could think about Chad Qualls is how much he sucks. That's always enjoyable. Qualls is a White Sox 2005 World Series hero. I think Chad Qualls is on the Phillies at one point, and it was terrible. Chad I, Qualls I, I do remember. Team. I think it's those games we watched. He definitely came in on like the fifth inning and just got shelled, yes. more or less. Yes. Those Mets-Phillies games in like I was going to say, Chad Qualls is definitely on the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like bad, though. Yes, very bad. <laughs> was it... I'm trying to think of who they might have faced because I I got nothing really Um, take take the division yeah I'll take the division American League East alright well that narrows it right down that is not the division he was in at the time that the home run was hit if that helps well, the, the foul ball, but also yeah. it was 2014. So. Yeah. <laughs> he has he has switched teams since then. Uh, I was just trying to think of someone who was hitting long balls in 2014. There were a lot of them. Uh, American League East in 2014. Let's go with Ben Zobrist. What a bad guess. Um, he was actually in the American League West in 2014. Sorry, Meg. Uh, yes. Would you like to answer this, Meg? What? I was looking at vinyl on Amazon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I know who this is. It's Flexidino. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. All right. Why be so mean to Michael? He's just a nice Italian boy trying to do the right thing and frame a pitch. I didn't write the Mariners comment. I know. The I objection stance. I think Nathan did. Jared, I got some breaking news here. Apparently at SoxFest, Michael Kopech just uh, slammed Waffle House. <laughs> yes. Is Michael That's an Kopech interesting still... addition to this brand. Dropping Is he still dating on the uh, one of the gals who's on Riverdale? Yes, on Morgan, yeah. I, think, I, I thought he like broke up with her and is now dating another reality show star. I, no, I thought he broke up with the reality show star, star to date Vanessa Morgan. He Nothing did. about yeah. Riverdale. Okay, so I have that <laughs> I have that reversed, I'm sorry. Uh, Craig. Some caution is in order where the player is concerned because he won't turn 21 until August and already has an elbow scar. His sheer stuff and ability to bully opposing batters tempted the team into a mid-season level bump, and if he's not yet on the fast track, he's one lane over from it. His fastball can touch 100, and it's not without some wiggle. 
pairing that with his plus slider would already make the player a holy terror in some future bullpen, but his arm action on the changeup gives him a chance to be more. Anything like ace status is off the table until he tightens his command, but he can already throw enough strikes to project as a mid-rotation hurler and an unhappy at bat. Um, I'll take the division. American League Central. Okay. AL Central. You said it's 21, or he's not yet 21, or something like that? He won't turn 21 until August. Okay. 20 years old. Already at surgery. Mid-season bump. Central. This is like, God, I have no idea. That's not, that's not a good sign. Is it good that I don't remember all the teams in the AL Central right now? <laughs> you always it's basically forget one. The, the Indians is really as far as I'm getting right now. No. They don't really um, remember their playing. That's baseball. all, really. That's <laughs> all. Are there more? Oh, the, yeah, the Tigers is who I was forgetting. Do they have not anyone not yet? Franklin Perez? It is not Franklin Perez. It was your uh, chug uh, question, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here goes the sour. Okay. What, for how long are you timing it? Hang on. I got to tell you who it is because it's going to oh, really okay. annoy you. It's Bruce Dark Radderall. I am not sure I need surgery. That is, yeah, no, that is yeah, very annoying. You yeah, can five, sec, five point one seconds to think about it. Ready, set, go. All right, put it on the clock. Yeah. Go. Yeah, 5.16. I'm getting, I'm getting warmed up for the season. <laughs> All right, well, that's like half my drink gone. <laughs> you may need to get another one, but you've got uh, four players before you come back around and we move to meg rally for her shot question oh god this one's actually gettable it is okay <laughs> uh-huh i mean i got my ungettable one on a second try so you know meg you i think you're good this is the easiest of the shot questions i think i don't think that's true but okay it's, oh, it's doable <laughs> um Setting me up to feel so good about myself. <laughs> the player finally found the middle of the bell curve. In 2018, he was the C plus B minus version of himself, a guy whose results finally seemed to mesh with his stuff. There are three three primary reasons the player got better last year. First, he did a better job keeping the ball in the yard, even if better still put him in a league with Kevin Gosman, Jason Hamill, and Mike Gray. Second. He threw his fastball and sinker a little less and his slider a little bit more, a mix that led to a career best strikeout rate. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, he just had better luck. His 2017 BABIP and homer rates say were always BABIP. His 2017 BABIP and homer rates were always the good kind of unsustainable, and as they fell back to league average, so too did the player. Factor in some postseason heroics out of the bullpen, and all things considered, he had a really nice year. Whether he'll be great, average, or terrible again in 2019 is anyone's guess. Post-season heroics. Um, 
postseason heroics out of the bullpen. Um, with a high home run rate. But not as high. Yes. Is it David Price? That was what I thought you might guess. It's actually Rick Porcello. Oh, all right. You said it right, Jarrett. Congratulations. I did that intentionally. It's actually Rick Porcello. (laughs) For fuck's sake. All right. Sorry, Maggie. You had your shot of vodka. Oh, God. David Price was not a terrible guess. No, No, that was a good guess. I thought you might go Nate Eovaldi. I thought there were a couple different ways you could go. Yeah, the two good incorrect guesses were Price and Eovaldi. Yeah, like, but he was... I don't know. I my impression of Evaldi's season is better in some ways, I guess. Then, what did David Price's home run rate look like? I wasn't wrong that it was high, but it was actually worse than in 2018. All right, or in 2017. I went the wrong direction. I'm done now. <laughs> Nick Schaefer. You know when you keep telling someone how good something is, and then when they finally try it, it's just not quite right. A different chef was working the day you went back to the restaurant. The drink you tried on the beach on vacation just doesn't taste the same in your backyard. The band who blew you away in a small venue are underwhelming in an arena. For years, a player t- player's talents were rather underappreciated on a team that never finished better than fourth any of his full seasons, although his new team got a half-season glimpse of the talent. Finally, given a whole campaign to showcase his talents, he had the worst season of his career, frequently losing his trademark command and getting crushed third time through the order. Even if it's just for one year, it would be nice if the player was exactly as good as you've been telling everyone. I mean, with that theme, the temptation is to say Robert Gisalman, but I know that doesn't fit the parameters here. So, all right, I'm definitely buying the division. I can do that now, right? Yep, National League Central. Trademark command is below fourth place. Hmm. Is that uh, I'm just thinking of reds at this point. Is it Tyler Maley? It is not Tyler Maley. It was also your Chug question. <laughs> <laughs> Front loading it, all right. Yeah, that's the way it came out. It's uh, Jose Quintana. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I object to that description. <laughs> just as I object to I just, I just, that yeah. Brewstar is not an ace. That you didn't know he had Tommy John surgery? Well, I got I to I find who wrote up Quintana. I don't know if that's... Hmm. I, I now know that Craig didn't read all of our 101 content because that was in my 101 piece. Was the Bruce Dark Rider? I don't think Craig's read anything. He doesn't. He's on Twitter. It's his, he's from Twitter. He doesn't work for his. <laughs> I know he read something because he was in the comments <laughs> I, of one of them. I I think you guys have far more faith in my ability to retain information than fair, actually fair, deserves. Fair. Nick, are you ready to chug? Yeah. Sure. Three, two, one, go. House cocktail. Yeah. 
Man, it's really I'm, just a Manhattan, right. as far as I can tell. But good yeah, it's, it. it's it's very very close. Um, it was sort of a product of me buying Walnut Bitters and being like, Jane, surely you can turn this into something. It's two to one instead of five to two, so it's a little more. Yeah. Vermouth heavy drink, which is fine. As always, what we've learned from this podcast is that Nick's wife is much cooler than Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared reading for Allison McCaig. Why am I getting all the date questions? I don't know. On, on February 4th, 2017, the player posted a video to his Instagram account. You've seen these videos before, especially with baseball players. His partner tosses a plastic ball filled with colored powder, either pink or blue, indicating the biological sex of their unborn child. Amanda, his wife, gives him an underhand toss a bit inside, but the player keeps his hands in and squares up the ball exploding blue powder. The first comment on the post from Instagram user at Cindergard surprised you didn't whiff. The player and Thor are friends, but sometimes our pals can hide truths and levity. The player has run strikeout rates around 30% across AAA and the majors over the past two seasons, and this, along with marginal defense, is keeping him from assuming the third base mantle. This season promises an opportunity, perhaps the final one, for the player to make memories on the baseball diamond that will be favorited beyond his circle and family of, of family and friends. Oh my God. This one is definitely so easy and I'm going to get it wrong because Jeff is trying so hard. You guys are trying so hard to throw me softballs and I'm going to get it wrong. And it's going to be so embarrassing because this is a Met, obviously. Noah Syndergaard um, is extremely online. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard is extremely online. So, okay. Before you answer me. by the division. Well, okay, I'll buy the division. It's not the NL East, it's the L Central. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not as easy as you think. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, but now I feel like I should definitely know it because it almost narrows oh. it down more that it's someone that's not on the Mets anymore. I mean, you've gone from one team to five teams, so. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Um, okay, so it's someone that had a baby last year, and it's someone who Noah Syndergaard would comment on their post on and like the weird thing is is I remember this Instagram post like very I think it was actually posted in pizza yeah it was and I don't remember the player I just remember the post okay oh no wait was it Kevin Pulecki no it's not because he didn't win the third base job that's dumb um <laughs> they played him at third I didn't base say that. once didn't they I'm also I, I also required by a law to count that as a guess so no no you're not <laughs> um Wait, okay, okay, okay. We never actually answered yes or no on Kevin Pilecki, so I'll count that as a legal retraction. Oh, fine. Legal retraction. You could let her buy the retraction with a drink. <laughs> I mean, I've been drinking. We're all drinking, Nick. This is nothing new. I'm going to have to get a... The, I chilled a second beer in anticipation of how this was going to go, because I'm already almost done with my first one. Yeah, I'm down to like a third of a cup, and I haven't actually had to drink yet, so... <sighs> So he had a chance to win the third base job, but then the Mets traded him. There is no indication in here that he was ever a Met. I guess that's true. You're right. You're right. Uh, I remember this. Agony, Jared. I remember this Instagram post, and this is probably my chug question. That I'm not allowed to tell you. I know you're not. Um. Oh, it's killing me. And everyone in pizza is going to give me so much shit for this because I don't remember. Maybe um, we're all too online. To be fair, there are so yeah, many are. baseball gender reveals these days. 
There are. We're all too online. Strikeout rate over 30%. Which is also everyone nowadays. Which is also everyone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, it wasn't Kevin Ploiecki, and it's not your chug question, so you only have to do two drinks. It's Hunter Dozer. Oh! Okay. Okay. I think they played, like... Texas prep. Yeah, it's Texas prep. Everyone's from Texas. Everyone's from Texas. That makes me feel less bad than I was going to feel. I feel worse about Curtis Granderson than that. But I do remember that Instagram post. Liz Rocher. All right. Late last winter, the player was enjoying a sojourn in Denmark when he was awoken to the sound of broken glass. He jolted from bed, grabbed an axe handled bat with no idea of how to swing it, and ventured downstairs in the dark. Seeing no intruders, he opened the front door to find a collection of broken dinner plates littered about. His elbow tinged, and the player wondered what kind of sick joke had just been played at his expense. He shut the door and turned to his favorite web browser, AltaVista, searching for answers. He quickly found the Danish threw broken dinner plates at houses on New Year's Eve as a wishing of good luck. Feeling renewed and frankly relieved, the player went back to bed. This year is going to be different, he said. The player continued to pitch incredibly well for his team before finishing the year on the disabled list. It really was a different year, and also, it wasn't. Uh, I like this comment so much, I'm looking up who wrote it. It's a good one. Uh, Even not knowing who it is, really, at all. Um, that's, that's interesting who wrote that, although yeah. I can't reveal why. Yeah, That whole yeah. chapter is actually really good. Yeah, that's one of the ones I didn't back read, so, which I've back read like 25 of them. So, uh, I'm going to buy the division. Let's do that right off. National League West. Hmm. National League West. Hmm. This is going to be different this year. Denmark and plates. I have no idea if this story is actually true, by the way. I'm going to guess it's not. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not either, but it doesn't seem to fit the player, but... It's not. I, it's not. We yeah. It would have been a Twitter meme if it was. Sure. Oh, no. Everyone would have known about that. It would be more credible if they hadn't mentioned Alta Vista, which is a... Uh, <laughs> that's a Parks and Rec reference, right? I think there's also, like, a somewhat low-key Game of Thrones reference buried in here, which I won't reveal, because I don't give it away. Uh... Oh. I don't have a clue. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll be. I'll be nice and say no one's getting any of this, which is about what usually happens. Uh, it is an ex Philly. <laughs> you have an idea of how many shitty Phillies players have uh, made their way through the team during my my tenure at the Good Fight. He also um, ended the uh, year on the disabled list for the Phillies. See, now the only name I could think of is Clay Buckholtz, and that was over a year ago. Well, congratulations, it's Clay Buckholtz. <laughs> really? Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, I was about to drink. I'm like, no, I'm not supposed to. I got this one right. Greg Goldstein, read by Jared yeah. Seidler. Okay. That was an interesting question. Um, 
the player has a 400 on base percentage over more than 2,000 plate appearances in the minors, demonstrating both his exceptional strike zone judgment and his inability to force the issue in any other area. The problem is further highlighted by his increasingly lengthy stay at AAA. With a glove that plays only in a corner outfield spot and pop that would be more acceptable in the center, the rest of the profile lags considerably behind the approach to the plate. In another organization, perhaps the walks alone would have been enough to get him an extended look in the bigs. Here, all it has earned him so far is the chance to battle for the most free passes in the Pacific Coast League. All right. Um, 400 on base yeah. over basically a career in a month. Well, five years or so. Um, but he doesn't really do anything else. He's been in AAA a lot. Uh, the PCL, that doesn't really narrow it down. Um, I will I will buy the division. Are National you taking this sorry. from a biker bar? <laughs> what the fuck is the sound behind you? Have you never seen Craig's Harley, Meg? <laughs> behind, I, behind I, I was riding in a little sidecar really? around DC behind when we were there someone. for futures. <laughs> National League Central. Apologies, Craig. It's all right. Uh, NL Central. Um... Is this podcast going up, like, immediately, Jeffrey? I mean, how much I drink tonight. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a, a hunch because of the two of you who picked uh, this question. Um, is it Mark Zagunas? It is Mark, Mark Zagunas. <laughs> I love both of you very much. We it, had is a good, lot. it is good to know the psychology here, and sometimes. Yeah, it, I mean, it, that is... Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like we had a lot of somewhat angry Mark Zagunas discussions in, like, 2016. We did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, there were shots fired from the inside, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, that's... Yeah, I mean, there are some clues there, but honestly, knowing the two of you is really what helps on that one. There's only two NL Central teams with... PCL affiliate. Yeah, PCL, so. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that is that was a, the division was a was a big help in that yeah. regard. Meg Rally. Yes. A newly issued baseball card might tell you that only five players have popped ten dingers in every season since 2007: Albert Pujols, Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Bautista, Robinson Cano, and the player. An up-to-date baseball analysis website might inform you only one player has ever logged 6,000 Major League Plate appearances with a strikeout rate over 30%, the player. Maybe the baseball card would tell you about the strikeout rate and the website about the homers. The truth is blind, after all. It doesn't even know it's sneaking up on you. Oh, goodness. Uh... Uh, I'm doing great. Um, uh, How was the vodka? It, oh, it sucked, man. <laughs> vodka. 32. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, uh, can I buy a division, please? National League East.
Um, well, a lot of home runs is one thing I've heard here today in our conversation. <laughs> Another thing that I've heard, if we were going to list the things that I had heard. It's like an email per our conversation. <laughs> that there were oh, a lot of strikeouts. Mm. Some high number of those. Uh, fuck. I should have said this at the outset, the game is for entertainment purposes only. And if you are going to play along, pick one player to play along with. And am I that player? It could be. <laughs> Choose your I mean, fighter. It's <laughs> wide joke. open this year because Stellini's not on. Yeah. So. Um... You said East? National League East. <laughs> I understand that I'm uh, taxing the system and perhaps abusing it in a way that no one anticipated. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? So there was a very big hint in here. And it was, about- the <laughs> truth is blind after all. Oh. Oh, fuck. I, I see. I can't take it now. You have to tell people. It's Mark That's Reynolds. Right. <laughs> yes, it is a very good comment if someone had asked me hey meg did mark reynolds play baseball last year my (laughs) answer would have been fuck no he did not yep that would have been my answer the washington nationals i forgot he was around completely no Meg's right he didn't play it didn't happen he was pretty good yeah he wasn't bad he was okay at least he was like signed like way he was like signed into the season and spent like half the season triple a but then he came up and okay, so that makes me feel that makes me feel much better that I didn't realize. Was that I, my chuck question? No, you're fine. It was not. I, I also want to I feel the need to share that literally while Jeff was reading that question, uh Cespedes Barbecue on Twitter tweeted a screen cap that includes a picture of Mark Reynolds from 2012. It was very eerie timing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. The only reason I knew that is because I was having flashbacks of how, like, I, I remember how acutely annoyed I was that he was good for the Nationals because they do shit like that all the time. Yes. Yeah. They're going to do it with Matt Adams this year again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. Absolutely. 1,000%. Matt it, Adams, the biggest like trade be... made of two years ago. What's it like to be mad at the Nationals? Well, <laughs> like, let me tell you. As guess someone who lives in D.C., let me tell you. Excuse me, I am a Mets fan who lives in Baltimore City. I, I'm not secondarily saying, an Orioles fan. I am not saying it's a bad <laughs> okay, reaction. I am just saying that it is a reaction with which I am wildly unfamiliar. I've never heard it called Baltimore City. I always thought it was just Baltimore. Because there's oh, also Baltimore County. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> it's sorry. That was like a Freudian Baltimore slip. I shouldn't have done it like that. But that's like people from Baltimore call it Baltimore City to distinguish it from the surrounding Baltimore County. It's weird that you can't buy more Joni Mitchell on vinyl on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I would have assumed you already owned all of it. Well, no, I'm trying to rectify that. And this fucking album is not available on vinyl. What are you looking for? Um, As a Joni Mitchell fan. Well... I have a lot of them uh, already. Uh, this is not good radio. It's eh. just, it's, it's just fine. not. Um, I want, I want both oh, sides now play. on vinyl, and they sure. only have That's it on CD. That's weird. No. See, thank you. I feel vindicated. Yeah. 
audio DVD. The fuck is that? This is that. This is that good not baseball. What I'm looking for, sir. An audio yes, this is, DVD. This is definitely not on brand for a podcast where the listeners dug up a six-year-old comment I made at Not Grass, breaking down a Nolan Sebastian song. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! So Let's good. Go You're a Not Grass commenter. I, so we, I think we, I don't know, we, we talked about this on air last week, or we've talked about it in Gchat recently. <laughs> we both made less than five comments at Fangraphs over the course of our lives, but one of mine was, was about Val and Sebastian's Piazza New York Catcher song. It was the most on-brand comment I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I will actually. I have a screenshot of it because they posted it in the Facebook group. I will. Uh, I don't. Even, I don't even know what the context for it actually was, but here it is. The catcher hits for 318 and catches every day is most likely a reference to Roy Campanella's 1955 season, even though it was 53 when he set a career high for games caught with 144, considering the next couplet is clearly a reference to Sandy Koufax, who of course was barely a rookie in 1955. All told, Stuart Murdoch was clearly not consulting baseball reference when he wrote this song instead of electing to use some artistic license. Got three up for us. Jeffrey. You are insufferable. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Way, this is way worse than... I was going to go retentive, but that works too. Yeah, I mean, like, well, asked any of the, the booze comments last year. Yeah. Well, Want to read uh, Nick Schaefer's next entry, Jarrett? Yes. I had another date question. Jesus. Yeah. 2014, elbow injury. 2015, strained oblique. 2016, strained oblique. 2017, strained oblique. Vertebral hairline fracture and groin injury. 2018, groin injury. 2019, oh, let's say the mumps. 2020, <laughs> ingrown belly button. 2021, grows a dorsal fin, then the dorsal fin hurts a lot. Stop <laughs> 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 over. 2022, becomes one of us, stays in a padded room forever, playing bases loaded on the Nintendo Entertainment System until the pain is gone. <laughs> the dorsal huh. I don't think I, I, I didn't back read this one because uh, I think I'd remember the dorsal <laughs> How could you forget that? Uh, no, I, so I, I've, my conscience is clear on that front. Okay. Um, all right. We, all right. Uh, division, if you please. This isn't going to help. American League Central. Not going to help. <laughs> well, he wrote the Indians and back read the White Sox, so. It helps from that perspective. Who wrote this? This is good. It is good. I, I actually think the, the quality of comments are very good this year. We were actually, we were actually green lighted by Brett to say the thing that we're not supposed to be saying, by the way. I don't know okay. if you checked that. I haven't been checking G I know very I know very well who who wrote it and I have, a, I have a very strong suspicion. I do too, I based on what team it is, but Okay, now you have You're to say of... the thing. Whatever you were greenlit for, you have to say it. Yeah, you can't just... just say it in forty-five roles. minutes. Well, technically an hour uh, into a podcast where we're all drinking that only several thousand people listen to. Uh, is this all right? So, an AL Central team that's not—that's yeah, who I thought it was. That's not the White Sox or Cleveland. It's someone who gets injured all the time, but hasn't been around that long. Jared says the division's not going to help, which implies that he switched into the division recently, but I don't... I'm feeling Trevor May on this one. 
It's a good guess. That's not bad. You did switch into the division somewhat recently. It's Daniel Norris. Not recently. I said somewhat. It's a couple years ago. Daniel Norris. Wait. Did they... They left out the part where he had cancer? They did. They did, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. No, 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 they didn't. What? They taken it out of the comic because it was Jeffrey, too obvious. Jeffrey was the one that edited that comic. Oh, he left it. Uh, I assumed well, it was like, intentional, so but it's it, I, I read that. Yeah, I, I read Sussman's yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. He's a very Sussman. gifted photographer, Daniel Norris. His Instagram is worth a follow. I'm, my fun I'm fact mostly surprised hands. they didn't mention a van somehow. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot about the van on the Instagram. I can't omitting the van. It's just, you know, they're getting very specific with the injury history. If it had no, been no, I would expect it. It's just <laughs> Good thing I like this drink. <laughs> and the thing I'm not allowed to say is that Nick Offerman wrote the Cubs essay in the book. That's been out for a while. Hasn't Patrick's been talking about that on podcasts all week. Yeah. No, fair enough then. That's why G chatted Patrick and Brett to find out. Thanks for telling me you don't listen to my podcast, Jeffrey. I haven't gotten around to your most recent (laughs) episode yet. Sorry. We weren't sure if it had been announced yet. It's out there. You know my uh, Top 101 prospect list came out last week, Meg, so I've been a little busy. I don't know what it's like to be busy with lists. It's a foreign concept to me. (laughs) Next up is Allison. Shut up, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, Craig, you have no fucking standing to be laughing here at all. I am very proud of my beautiful maniacs. While most U.S. school children learn about the Great Chicago Fire, little attention is paid to a much larger fire that happened on the same day in 1871. The Peshtigo Fire in Wisconsin burned over a million acres and killed scores more than in Chicago. Its condition so deadly that in World War II... U.S. and British soldiers studied the so-called Peshtigo paradigm to plan bombing campaigns against Axis strongholds. It remains to this day the deadliest wildfire in American history, and yet few outside the region know about it. This is to say, historical memory is often a social construct, or so the players should hope it is. This may be the only way to leave the smoking ruin of his historically awful 2018 campaign behind, hoping that somewhere out there in baseball is the equivalent of Mrs. O'Leary's cow and one very tippy lantern. Hmm. So, I am right away inclined to say that this is Matt Harvey. <laughs> Just because I want to say it's Matt Harvey. Is it Matt Harvey? It's not Matt Harvey. It is your Damn. chug question. It's Chris Damn Davis. No! It's who? Chris Davis. Chris Davis! No! I should... Well, it's only fitting that I take a shot for Chris Davis. Also, no, I think this Matt is Harvey a chug was... question. Well, this is not a shot question. Okay, fine. It's Please. only fitting that I drink for Chris Davis. Are you ready to drink whatever? What yeah. You've, are you another one with a sour? I can't keep track. See, I knew I this just was my chug question, so I guessed a Met, and I was off because it was an Oreo instead. Yeah. Damn it. Okay, All right. fine. Three, I'm two, ready. one, go. I think Chris Davis is probably about 5.1 down the line nowadays. <laughs> Stop. I have a public service announcement based on my text messages. Yeah. It's a bad idea to take a date to the movie Vice. Oh, what? <laughs> I have to go get another beer. And the person, and the person that one. did that listens to this podcast. So. Is it Liam? You can just say it if it's Liam. <laughs> no comment. Is this a first date? 
No, but it wasn't last night. Oh, <laughs> God. Ooh, yikes. That was a very weird movie. Should I see it? No, there's like no reason to. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. This was a bad year for movies, and that's my take. The favorite's the one I want to say. If ever. Yeah. The favorite, really the favorite jumped out of uh, both of my local movie theaters before I actually had a chance to see it. It was only there for like two weeks. I have this stupid AMC version of Movie Past. So. Dude, I'm still I'm still chewing on that Daniel Norris setup. Mm-hmm. I would have left the cancer part of it. I, I I appreciate it as um because getting the dorsal fin in thing was totally worth it. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm mad at myself about Chris Davis. I should have known that. I should have gone. I, you didn't. You oh, didn't actually, buy. The, you didn't buy the division. I, I was like Chris, super impressed. Yeah, Unless it is, there's a reason why up. everyone leaves two minutes of dead air. They actually think about it. Yeah. True. I could have just read the next question. Um, okay, so this one's for Liz. All right. This is my favorite comment in the book, by the way. Okay. <laughs> there's this inventor from Sweden. I'm gonna butcher this. Simone Geertz is her name. Sure. And she invents unnecessary robots. Robots that brush your teeth for you or fix a bowl of soup. They're low on the hierarchy of robots because they don't really advance human productivity in meaningful ways. They do patch over the mundane, and that may be their greatest utility. They free up brain RAM that is otherwise committed to involuntary procedural tasks, and that means more time to create. It's not nothing, it's just not a lot of something. Well, you'd find it easier to tie a Swedish useless robot inventor to an annual comment about the player than trying to explain the player's contract to this team in 2019. It was one of the weirder deals anyone could remember when he signed it, and the returns have been every bit of a worst-case scenario through the first 40%. If StatCast is to be believed, he ran harder than any other player in the game last year, and fantasy players still kind of enjoyed his 2020 season. So all hope is not lost. But the 33-year-old is going to have to start cranking cranking up that warp right quick if he's going to make a run at returning any more than teeth-brushing robot value over the full run. <laughs> that is a good comment, but I'm going to have to buy the division straight up. Uh, I believe National League was. Yes, National League was. It's literally written right there. It's it... it's split between two pages there, champ. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but is you it... know the player's name. <laughs> is this Ian Desmond? That's why I said I it is Ian Desmond. Yes. yes, it is Ian Desmond. <laughs> I was not hundred percent sure that Ian Desmond hadn't been traded. You're not moving that contract. <laughs> <laughs> it would be less expensive to launch him directly into space. Hey, Ian De- Desmond is a handsome man. Yeah, We're not launching handsome men into space. That Ian Desmond contract is fast, loose, and out of control. I can't believe Somebody that got that well. reference, yeah. <laughs> My second beer, the documentary filmmaker, so it's coming out. <laughs> Craig, it's your shot question. Oh, God. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the player is a big southpaw who throws the ball real hard, so we're not going to worry too much about his MLB numbers yet. Instead, let's focus on the fact that he started the season in high A, played in the Futures game, and after a brief pit stop in double A, made it to the bigs. That's a heck of a year for the South Carolina native. As he looks forward to 2019, he'll undoubtedly be hoping to cut down on the walks and significantly lower his Batamo TB9, batters hitting the absolute mess out of the ball per nine innings. God damn it. 
Okay. That's mean. Um, no, there is some clues. I mean, Big Lefty. I mean, you were at the Futures game, game, which means I saw him. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I that The person that wrote the comment is, like, exceedingly not mean either, which is interesting. I meant the comment was mean, not its selection and inclusion here in the game. No, man, this is no, no, no the, the comment writer is actually a very nice person, too. I'm sure. Okay, there's a clue. <laughs> actually, it is. The guy that doesn't have to do <laughs> shit just keeps giving down. away clues. Yeah. Well, I know I, I actually came in with some background knowledge because you, Jeff, you have talked about how many. I believe you said said publicly how many you've included from from some of the different authors, or like that you really liked some of them. So I've been trying to keep that in mind. Um, I believe I have this, so I can't ask for the division, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, um, okay, so big lefty. If it went from high A to the bigs, it's got to be the reliever. And Jeff absolutely adores. Uh, is it CJ or CD? Is it Pelham? It's Pelham. CD Pelham. Pelham, yes. one, two, three. You should have edited the South Carolina native out because that was actually kind of a giveaway. How is that a giveaway? Oh, I, I do not know. That the writer of that, by the way, was Levi Weaver, who's like the nicest person on Twitter. Uh. Yeah. It's not that mean a comment. It's not. It's fine. Guys, everything's fine. Oh, who's doing a shot? Uh, Nick. I'm Jeffrey. Oh, you said Nick. No, I'm, I'm picking Nick. It's <laughs> <laughs> your second one, right, Nick? Two, so you're out two Brinkins. Yeah. That's what you get for bringing the Icelandic... Uh... I was going to say, his Icelandic... <laughs> Is he alive? Is he here? R.I.P. Are you alive, Nick? No, sorry, I had mute on my microphone. Uh, I was just, I was just saying, if you give Craig all the superstar obvious players, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dudes I've never heard of. Yeah, I, I mean, like Who he finished that? like third in third in Cy Young voting He's last year. <laughs> upper nineties lefty reliever that they pulled that the Rangers pulled out of some Podunk community college, and is kind of good now. And we saw Jeff him for Hickory last year, and it was extremely good. Him. Yeah, he is uh, from the same place as Zion Williamson, and he's not just my guy; he's also Jared's guy. Yes, we agree on this one. As this Rangers Twitter, which distinguishes them from Hans Kraus. <laughs> I'm not talking about Hans Kraus. Read your next comment. Well, I'm talking about Matt Manning instead. Um, all right, this is for <laughs> Bag. Yeah, Gavin Lux, maybe? <laughs> Danny Jansen. Um, okay. People like Gavin Lux way too much, but continue. Yeah. What do we owe to a backup catcher? After five seasons mostly sitting around AAA as the team's third catcher slash Mindy St. Clair, getting MLB time every year but maxing out 31 plate appearances in 2017, the player finally broke out of the medium place and established himself as a bona fide MLB backup catcher in 2018. He posted strong defensive numbers to go with the sterling reputation he developed in the high minors and surpassed the greater-than-useless offensive threshold for a reserve catcher. The good news for him as he enters his late 20s is once you've established as a viable backup catcher, you've got a shot to hang around the good place long enough to fully vest your pension. 
The bad news is that Janet can always conjure up a different catcher and trade if you <laughs> don't keep accumulating those good place points, or if your framing slips a little. Jarrett, did you write this comment? I'm not allowed to say that because it would give away <laughs> too much information. Can you tell oh, me? I don't know which one. I don't remember which one. If, if Meg doesn't know, yes, I did write this comment. I was, <laughs> I was specifically not allowed to send it to Meg so we could use it in the drinking game, which has been funny. Like, I did say months. that when he sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, you can't send this to anyone else. It's a great comment, Jarrett. Uh... Hmm. Being given backup catchers feels like appropriate punishment for something. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess no longer a backup. No, he's no uh, longer third. He's now a backup. He wait, say that again. Sorry. From third catcher to a backup. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Um, am I allowed to buy a division? You are. Uh, American League West. American League West. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. You're allowed oh, to swear, swear on the podcast, Meg. I swear on your podcast. I just can't swear on mine. That's right. Um. Well, you I'll swear on your podcast. We are respecting traditions and, uh... Sorry. <laughs> respecting tradition, automatic boom. I'll, I'll, I'll fade... Okay, like, people just to change slowly. Get them used to new regimes. We'll start swearing once we get rid of Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Um, they know you're a Mariners fan, right? <laughs> yeah, they've gotten used to that. Um... Uh... God, um... The fuck were the catchers in the American League West? Uh, was it Chris Herman? Yes. So the part I, I had to edit, the yeah. part I had to edit out was the bad news is that Janet can always conjure up Martin Maldonado in a trade. Because I knew this one. The answer is Max Stassi. Yeah. Oh man. Somehow I knew this one, even though I know none of mine, which are waiting. Yeah. Max Stassi. I should have given you Max Stassi. Apparently. I don't ask me why I knew that one, but I did. He Nick has Schaefer. a brother who is somehow worse at baseball than he is. Wow. Yes, it's Brock, who yeah. Yeah. was yeah. on the Phillies yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah. 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 Max and Brock? Yeah. It's extremely, like, white millennial. <laughs> yeah, it yep. is. No, we're, we're getting the late, uh, the most late millennial name I've come across so far is definitely Caden Grenier. Oh. <laughs> with a Y. That's with a Y. Caden with a Y, yes. Oh. Yikes. I'm in yeah. pain. You need, to, you need to read more Canadian uh, major junior draft results I'm if you want worse names that, than that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> needs to do that. It's like the. Or just watch the, the Little League World Series. That also works. The, it's like the Stassies wanted to do the uh, champ and boss man, but just didn't yeah. didn't have to <laughs> follow through to do it with their kids. Extremely pack 10. <laughs> Extremely. Nick Schaefer. The player might have been the happiest player on a bad team ever. 
After tearing up AA for the first couple months of the season, the team promoted the player to AAA on June 1st. There, he might have languished, except for the team's star, who will only move to left to accommodate the player, who has plus speed and a flair for dramatic diving catches. And the player made the most of his brief Major League tenure. During Players Weekend, he got to wear a jersey with his chosen nickname, The Entertainer, and custom kicks depicting his home state of Georgia. He participated in Rookie Dress-Up Day, Costume, A Child Riding a Dinosaur. He won the team's Minor Leaguer of the Year Award with a special acknowledgement from a team legend, after whom the award is named. He robbed Giancarlo Stanton of a home run. He got a shoe deal. And he got to live out his dream of playing in the majors, and for a fan base looking for exactly this kind of player, the player is. Talented, young, fun, and contractually obligated to stick with them. Hmm. Um, I have a guess that first came to mind. I'm not sure about it, so I would like the division, please. American League East. Is this Cedric Mullins? It is Cedric Mullins. It is Cedric oh, Mullins. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'd like to get at least one. <laughs> okay. I actually lied earlier. There is an easier shot question, and this is the easier one. So this is Alice. This is your shot oh, question. Oh, don't say that out loud because now it's going to make me look bad when I get it wrong, Jarrett. That's so jinxy. It's very jinxy. Yeah, uh, Jarrett, you're going to just be like a brutal parent. And this is like, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to that's not going to happen anyway. So <laughs> this is awful. I've gotten the last two right that were kind of hard, except yeah. for Cedric Mullins, like only because Orioles wasn't hard for me. But like the last two are kind of hard, and I got them right. And this one's going to be easy, and I'm going to get it wrong. Here we go. Yeah. The player went through a season of change. After converting to the bullpen full-time this year, his year had more phases than Kitty Pride. For the first month, he was a nightmare for opposing teams, a multi-inning relief phase capable of striking out the side or ripping through two or three innings. By the midpoint of May, he'd already thrown more than 26 innings and perhaps starting to wear down a little, looked like a fairly average middle reliever. Finally, at the end of the year, he did a respectable impression of a one-and-done second-division closer after the incumbent was dealt away. Another year working out of the bullpen might see him gain a little more comfort and hopefully see his velocity tick back up to the 2016 breakout levels. But the ceiling today isn't anything like the OFP7, likely six, that catapulted his profile years ago. So, so this is my shot question, so I can't buy the division, right? Correct. Is it uh, is it Robert Gazelman? It is Robert Gazelman. Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you get to pick who does a shot. Um I'm gonna pick you, Jeffrey. This seems like a fair punishment for ranking Robert Gazelman as the seventeenth best prospect in baseball. <laughs> so <laughs> salute. Amen. Amen. Podcast has the has the record. So. Mm, yeah, burns a little. I'm gonna need a second, Liz. Then I'll get to your. Alrighty. Okay. I just need a chaser. It's actually not that bad, but like filled up these two and so we got these. Shot glasses at a flea market because Jess loves flea market, and it's like uh, they took these uh, temperance cartoons from the 1920s and like wrapped them around the shot glasses. Nice. This one says "Goodbye, Mr. Booze, Boat Dry," November 6, 1917. But they're like two and a half ounces, and I filled them all the way up. Good job. See, that's yeah. the type of that I love at flea markets. Mm. I live for that. <laughs> so here's See, your. The uh, fact that the fact that Jess acquired those 
is another indication that your wife is cooler than you. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Trying really to only go through. to the flea markets to get glassware that we have, like, no room to put in the house at this point, so. Me and your wife have a lot in common, because yeah. all I buy for flea markets and uh, antique stores is glassware that I have no room to put in anywhere. Yeah. I also have no room for glassware in my house either. My shot glass is actually an old Jim Beam that says James James B. Beam on it, but it's in the shape of a baseball. And on the bottom, it's on like a little plinth, and it has like MVP on both sides for no reason. That's amazing. You have a chance to buy that. You just have to, whether you have room for it or not. Exactly. I have a... uh... I have well, a blue have glass a, martini set from my grandfather from the 1930s that I'm very uh, pleased with. And I need to drink out of more. Yeah, like strange baseball stuff that you come across, you have to buy. I have a string art. I have a, a string art thing with nails shoved into a, a board uh, of a baseball player in mid-swing. It, it says at the top, Murphy's Carpet. I think it must have been some kind of local team and they must have because I can't figure out who it could be it just seems like a local hero but it's the coolest thing ever that one I have on Ebbets Field I, flannels <laughs> I have a signed game used Ty Kelly Nuts jersey so. why? yeah we've yeah it's a good question so go ahead Jared tell it for the second time on the podcast how you got a game used <laughs> I, Ty I, Kelly I I had extra like season ticket holder like fake money that I could that had like severe restrictions on it so I played the Mets memorabilia roulette, and I pulled a Keith Hernandez autographed picture and a game-used jersey of choice out of a rack that included Ty Kelly, uh, Kevin McGowan, and Dan Worthen. So Ty oh. Kelly is the obvious pick. <laughs> yeah, Ty and, Kelly is the obvious pick. And then Ty Kelly did an autograph signing connected to the Tim, Team Israel film fe- film at the Rutgers Jewish Film Fest. Over <laughs> the brand is incredibly strong. <laughs> I was going to say, that is... So grand wow. and so niche. It's a very good movie, by the way. I strongly recommend it. Uh, Heading home, the story of Team Israel. It's not like tremendously like. Uh, it's not like tremendously like overly Zionist. It's not like. You know, it's <laughs> I do like, like too that uh, uh, Team Israel star Cody Decker is the Arizona Diamondbacks like official Royal Rumble correspondent for the weekend. Yes, yes, he is, which is also extremely on brand. He had, a, he had a face-off with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Liz Rocher. Is this, what even, is this like the rounds? We're more than halfway through. This is round four, right? Okay, yeah, I'm just checking. And I haven't had a shot question or a tug question yet, so. Well, he didn't play the field after signing in 2017. The player proved he was right as rain in 2018, manning center field for in 69. Nice. Of 99 nice. games, that's not in there, nice. I'm adding it, and scalding the ball across three different levels while firmly entrenching himself among the game's top prospects, all at the tender age of 19. His physique is enough to melt one's heart to stone, and his bat speed helps him generate prodigious power, enough to make him your first love among prospects. A-ball hurlers found that ch- pitching to him was just chasing pavement- pavements, though he tired towards the end of the season, definitely not saving the best for last, his double-A arms gave him the cold shoulder, Tepid end of the season aside, it wouldn't be crazy for you to see the player in the majors by the end of the 2019 season, helping the team retor- restore some hometown glory. Will he be at 21 or 25? We'll leave that to the daydreamers. Resent they stole, one, they stole one of my jokes. <laughs> my God. 
Oh wait, I think I know this one too. Oh. Uh, can I buy a division? I American League West. What's happening? <laughs> Nothing. I think like that's Charles trying to give you Morse code that's through the wall for us. I'm express <laughs> the biker bar I'm in. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing Craig in like the full beard and like leather vest now on a Harley, and it's extremely <laughs> amusing. Let me tell you. If he was, he, if he was, he would be looking at this wire too. Mm. Yes. Uh, what do I have to yell at for stealing my joke? Hold on. No, <laughs> I can tell you. You can yell at to steal. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. It's yeah. I know. I barely remember what teams are in the American League West right now. Just just remember the hats spell asshat. <laughs> Wait, is that really true? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. That's literally how I remember and that like make sure I don't forget it. This is going to help me for the rest of my life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extremely good life advice. I have no idea. So Craig Goldstein extremely ripped off Jarrett's 101 comment here last year. So you might have noticed there are a lot of uh, Adele quotes throughout. Yes, the, I uh, did notice this. Yeah. So it's Joe Adele. Joe Adele. It's Joe Adele. Oh, yeah. it's Joe Adele. Yeah. I did not nearly. I did I put not that in here specifically because I, I knew Jarrett would get annoyed. There was only one shared one. Yeah, right, fair enough. I, I also He's specifically use songs only from the album 19 because he is 19. Yeah. That's a good that's a good poll. Yeah. Thank you. How is it that I've gotten better at this game as I've been more drunk? I was I mean, really bad sober. I that's how it works sober, for everyone, Allison. I'm, I'm on a roll. If we've got five rounds, that qu- that question it's probably should be no, I was six. six I'm sorry. Round. I'm looking at the instructions, and it says five. So I added an extra round yes last night because I was bored. Uh, all right. Well, I I shall cool. drink. You could have. Yeah, I thought it was because still eating. No, I had them with whatever. Jarrett, <laughs> read the next comment, which I'm also. I curated this one just for you, Craig. Do you wait, miss the it, big beefy? Is, wait, am I up? Is you're up. Me? Yes, you're up. Okay. <laughs> this is you. Do you miss the big beefy sluggers of the early 90s? A time when half the basement in the league were short turkeys and couldn't feel the run a lick but could hit a ball a country mile? If so, this player is the throwback prospect for you. He does one thing and one thing well. He hits the ball very hard. And the ball subsequently travels very far. His prodigious raw pop plays on the account of a decent approach, and that combination is the reason that the player remains on the periphery of general baseball prospectum, despite no other discernible tools. For every one of these guys who turns into Jesus Aguilar, there are dozens who never make meaningful progress past AA. That said, the player has already reached AAA as a 22-year-old, so he just doesn't have power on his side. He has time, too. Okay. There are a number of beefy sluggers. (laughs) (laughs) are crossing through my mind right now. <laughs> I'll get the whole list from you afterwards, Dan, I think. It is not Dan Vogelbach. I, wanna, like, I already said Dan Vogelbach is not in the... He was in various drafts of this and did not make it into the final version. <laughs> no, but, but, like, he this was like duplicative of the like, Mark Zagunis comment was the problem. Because about his on-base percentage. Well, I, so a, like... Oh, fuck that. Two and a half ounces of bourbon. That's Irish whiskey. Sorry. It's too much. You think? 
Mm. You also have like a low medium alcohol tolerance. Uh, you go, but we're not friends anymore. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go for this without the division, which could prove to be a mistake. But I feel good about 22 year old beefy slugger with a decent approach being Bobby Bradley. Oh, you got it. You yeah. should have bought the division. So bought the division. It's Josh Okaimi. Oh God, I. He was not on my radar at all. That, I just want the whole okay. list, Craig. Give me the whole list. Of, of who I was yeah, thinking of? I mean, definitely, mind. I forgot you said Dan Vogelback wasn't part of it. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, you immediately enough. go to him. Uh, I Rowdy Tellez had yeah. crossed my mind. I know he was in the majors, but, yeah. you know, that was that was part of it. And then Bobby Bradley. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure who else would. Does anyone else really stand out on that? I was expecting Sully Matias, but... He's not oh, beefy. he's not beefy at all. He's not that hot. No, he's not beefy. Okay. Not beefy. Will Craig? Will Craig? Yeah, yeah, that's Craig's a good one. But also not not that much of a power guy, right? He, hit, so like, he, I mean, he did this year. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I can I repeat? Right, my thing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Volkelbach's stat, which is uh, that Mike Montgomery homered in the majors before he did. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good fun fact. He's probably also gotten more major league plate appearances than Dan Vogelback. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor Daniel. What did they think they were getting? They were just getting Daniel Vogelback. <laughs> they knew what that was. Jerry jerk. Meg, you're up next, by the way. Oh fuck. <laughs> the oceans may rise, cities may fall, and fires may rain from heavens. Still, there will be the player. He will throw 170 to 200 innings. He will not allow walks nor home runs. That is good because he will not get strikeouts. He will have two or three starts in a row where Babip is friendly to him. And someone, somewhere, will write about him, taking his career to the next level. That notion will be disproved immediately when they hit string together and he allows five or more runs in his next three starts. He will do this forever. Your children's, 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 great-grandchildren will sit in their hollow seats and watch him go six and a third, allowing three runs, and striking out two. World without end. Amen. Uh, cool. Uh. Let's think about it. You're describing... Like a number four starter, which is great because there aren't a lot of those. Mm. They're very rare. It is extremely a number four starter, I will say. Yeah. 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 So Sounds you're, like you're it. You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like he is. Um, one who doesn't strike anybody out. This is often true for number four starters. Mm. Just out of my, my personal curiosity, Meg, what do you still have to edit today? I I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> what do I still have to edit? Actually, part of uh, part of what I had to edit got moved to tomorrow morning. But mm. I've ha- I haven't even I haven't been drinking between questions um, because I have to edit. So I've had you know like most of this Lionel Kugel and a shot. So I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm just naturally I'm just vivacious and yeah, yeah, yeah. funny. Absolutely. Uh, in a way that everyone appreciates about me personally. Um, fuck. Uh, 
Uh, can, can I buy a division? <laughs> you can. It's American League West. Okay. Cool. So many good starters in the American League West. <laughs> can I guess Giovanni Gallardo again? I've already done that. <laughs> you got off to such a good start, Meg. I mean, I will say that my wrong guesses have been pretty good, and yeah. I had Joe Adele, so that should count as me getting one right. <laughs> I knew Ian Desmond. I had that one, too. How many of those albums do you have on vinyl? <laughs> do you want to know what I ordered? <laughs> Can I still for a little longer? No, um, I How will not do Ian that. Ian Desmond albums do you have on vinyl? It's a very handsome man. Um, American League West. Fuck, I don't know. Hold on, I'm not saying fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Way. I'm just saying, like, fuck, I don't know. Um, feels so good to swear on a podcast. <sighs> well, Meg is thinking, I'll just update everyone. I'm now drinking a main blueberry sour ale called Sweet Tarts. I have had that. It's very, Craig. It's very on brand for me. Craig. Had it in water too. for me. <laughs> That's respectable. It is by Pete Organic Brewing, Brewing Company. It's yeah, also Pete Craig. Yay Why for me. I, 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 why do I even have you on this show anymore? <laughs> oh, you need he's someone on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You need someone who speaks for the people. Yeah, he is, he is all, to all people on Twitter.com. I know, that, I know that this is not the right answer. Okay. I'd like to point out before I give it that I am aware that mm. this is wrong. I know <laughs> it's wrong, but because if it were this player, it would be, um, I would imagine, a, a, a comment further embellished. Uh, from what it is, but I am just struggling to think of guys who don't strike people out generally and are uh, really just not very good. So I'm going to guess Wade LeBlanc, but I know that that's wrong. So the Wade LeBlanc question. Hey, so a couple. I got a, a couple of things here. I reviewed the Wade LeBlanc question because I wanted to use it as a shot question, but it sure. mentioned his weird ass contract, so I couldn't use it. Oh, couldn't do it. Sure. Yeah, I just couldn't. There was a couple I couldn't that's use fair. Wade LeBlanc. I couldn't use Jeff McNeil because it literally name checks Jarrett Seidler. <laughs> and there's a line that, there's a line that says, here at Baseball Prospectus, we refer to him by a number that is not on his uniform. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do that. Is it wait, can I long. guess again? Yeah, is it I mean I know that I have to drink, but uh is it is it Matt Moore? It is not no. Matt Moore. Wait, he was oh. in the AL West last actually year. not bad. Uh, Can I was try? your chug question, so you actually have to chug because it's Mike Leake. Yep. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, All right, wow. hang on, stopwatch out. Hang on, stopwatch. Where did I put? Hang on. Oh! Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's just a mouse. It's fine. I got my AccuSplit AX740. Are you ready, Meg? It's like a Wait, 45 hold, alcohol. Hold on, powder. I'm looking something up. It's, what is wrong should, with you? The dude that literally is medically not allowed to do shots is giving me shit about my alcohol wait, tolerance. Wait, what, Craig, what is Craig saying? Let Craig talk. I was saying Mike Leake is a good athlete, so probably beats 5-1, right? Fuck so yes, thank you. In fact, I went, I once watched, oh I went God. specifically to a baseball game in order to watch Mike Leake and Zach Greinke pitch against one another, and it was delightful. And because it was an Arizona, we literally did do that. It's not like a really quick baseball game. Uh, it was quickish. It wasn't as quick as you'd think. And then it was, uh, there were some gentlemen sitting uh, next to us uh, who, you know, they were like Arizona Republican dads, being Arizona <laughs> Republican dads. And I couldn't tell if they 
truly didn't know who Robinson Cano was or um, were joking, but they they sure thought that Robbie did a heck of a job at first base. Let me tell you, that's one of the best first basemen <laughs> they'd ever seen. And I was like, are you new to baseball? Do you not watch the World Series? Like, I was trying to understand how it was that a guy with, like, Cano on his jersey was so with the picture, but... These then are the they dudes a lot of that uh, thought Sandy Leon was David Ortiz that we sat in front of at yes. the. Uh, yes. That's what they nice. grow up into, basically. Yeah, was a, yeah. That's they, <laughs> that would be bad. Okay, I'm ready to chug. All right, three, two, one, go. Yeah. I I actually uh, I shorted you. I did five flat there. Shannon's not bad for that. Yeah. I would uh, point out that. Uh, Mike Leake was like a two-win player for the Mariners last year, and is not it's a number exactly four. The, it's all and is not a comment. number four as far as the Mariners are concerned. No. <laughs> the number four he's starter not actually is really a number four. Starter, which is a two-win player. So. Wait a minute! Don't the Mariners only have number four starters? Isn't that... shut up? <laughs> I mean, you traded Paxton. I don't know what you want. Oh sure, I traded Paxton. No, personally. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this leaves one person on this podcast that thinks Eric Swanson is better than a number four starter. So, hey, it could be fine. Yeah, no, it's not you. I, I, I believe that <laughs> yes. was me. Jared oh, yes, Seidler reading I, for Nick Shaker. I, I think Eric Swanson might be three. Oh God. Anyway, um, all right, this is Nick's question. Ten pounds of muscle. 3.6 degrees of launch angle, 2.5 miles per hour of exit velocity, and the intent to hit the ball up. Those four factors, along with the pain-free wrist, nearly tripled the player's career home run total. Yet the transformation hardly changed his offensive outlook overall. The player of the slugger was more entertaining than the player of the scrub, but the taters were virtually negated by a bushel of pop-ups and a decrease in walk. While the team victims of seven of these taters never solved him by the all-star break everyone else learned to steer clear of his down and in power and he hit just 162 220 286 from that point on the player's true talent lies somewhere between the first and second halves but he's still a fifth outfielder just a more interesting one than he was before hmm so and just to make sure i heard you correctly it was uh at the homers as at the expense of walks. Is that correct? Uh, negated by a bushel of pop-ups and a decrease in walks. So increase walks. in okay. pop-ups, decrease in walks. So more dingers. The standard when a bad player tries to lift the ball and it just doesn't go well. Fifth outfielder. Also known as the Scott Kingery. <laughs> Fifth outfielder. They went. So they they went to town. They went to town on one team. I mean. This, if if you hadn't said fifth outfielder, this describes uh, Matt Davidson really well. Um, Matt Davidson is not a fifth outfielder. I right. It was up until you said fifth outfielder because he went nuts on the Royals to start the year, and uh, his walks went up as well. So. I only included this because the first line is really good, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What's the first line again? Ten pounds of muscle, three point six degrees of launch angle, two point five miles per hour of exit velocity, and the intent to hit the ball up. Hmm. Can I get the language of origin, please? <laughs> um, I think Portuguese. Um, I'm just. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, uh, 
<laughs> Can I buy the division? I'll, I'll explain that later. Mm. Um, National League Central. Hmm. Actually, Spanish, not Portuguese. Yeah, right? thank you. <laughs> I thought he was from a different country than he actually is. Man. Um, fifth outfielder from the NL Central. Yeah. That definitely, that definitely faded over this very dead <laughs> off season. I gotta tell you. <laughs> do you want to give him because I saw you uh, self-edited do you want to give him the team he hit seven home runs against I feel like that's fair it doesn't really help that much no, the team they destroyed was the Rockies oh man I'm sure someone didn't a... hit seven home runs in Coors Field someone's got to be annoyed that I'm not getting this one probably several people uh oh no, Bill James is Bill James again. Oh no. Shocking. It like, happened shocking. like earlier today, I thought. Bill I James off. online. I was I was <laughs> off yeah, at Bill James online. Please get offline. <laughs> Someone outside Bill James' house yelling at him to lie off. <laughs> is this uh Man, this feels cruel. I don't think it's a. Uh, I'll I'll say Albert Almora, but he's not a fifth outfielder. I just just to well, get not the worst guess. Um, so I thought he was Brazilian. He's actually Venezuelan. I have no idea why I thought he was Brazilian. Um, Gorkas Hernandez. Oh, Gorkas. Oh, I. Someone, you know, get in touch with him and apologize for me. <laughs> and so, me too, because I. Yeah. So I asked Jared at the before we started recording if he wanted to do the really long one or if he wanted to do the rap one. And he wanted to do the really long one, so Allison, I have oh, to boy. do the rap one. <laughs> oh, wait, we're rapping? Oh, I'm not, like, so I'm not going to, like, What's no, happening? it's not no. going to be, like, a thing like it was last year when I had to do the uh, HMS Pinafore. <laughs> Which I also wrote. I think, I'm I think so I excited that this already. is my question. Yeah. You know minor leagues are mad whack. Make scouts freak with the sound of my back crack. Make the nerds think, man, run it a full season. I crush heaters, I crush sliders. Dude, I should be hitting cleanup in the majors with the big boys. OBP like Joey V. My age is barely past 19. Your age is just embarrassing. The chosen one, I rule this world. And now he try to hit like me. My look is like a warning sign. It's all a prelude to my peak. That's it. I would ask you to repeat it, however. You, you don't sound like the original, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Craig. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Can I buy a division, please? National League East. National League East. So he's... You said he's 19? My age is, is barely I, past 19. Your age barely, is just embarrassing. Your age is just embarrassing. My age is embarrassing. Yes, I yes. learned last night at the college bar. <laughs> Um, Happens okay, to so us all. He's, he's 19. Mm. Um, he is, he thinks he should be hitting in the middle of the order. Is it Juan Soto? It is the Childish Bambino. Juan yeah. Soto. 
Yay! Craig, would you like You're to do it better? The weirdest shit. Oh no, I. <laughs> that's, I can't that do comment better, is But crazy. I am going to criticize yours. That was Kreiser, right? Yes. Yeah, it's Kreiser. It was. It was an homage to. Well, I guess to me, really. <laughs> Everything's about you, Craig. It is. Well, because of the nickname and my hula yeah, yeah, from a few yeah, years ago. Go ahead, Jared. Okay. This is Liz's next question. Obviously, it has to... By definition, it has to be a chunk question because it's not your shot question and you only have two left. Alright. Um, Woo! The pl- the player rose from the ashes to finally put together the season his former team always knew was possible. Thing is, he did it for his new team. They believed the rebound was possible if the lefty rehabbed in its organization, and a 2016 waiver claim, knowing he wouldn't pitch until 2017, paid off with a valuable season relief for a bullpen that needed it. His stuff was lively, striking out 25% of batters faced. Although walks were an issue at times, he managed the walk rate to remain enough to remain effective. Perhaps most importantly, he stayed healthy, and that's a win of its own after a period of uncertainty for a career that seemed promising, but had barely gotten off the ground up to that point. It's a chug question. Can I buy the division? National League East. Uh, oh, so it's a guy who has been injured and, oh, uh, where is he, where is that dude playing now? (laughs) The dude that I haven't named, so no one would know the answer. Uh, I'll just take a shot. Is this Charlie Martin? It's fitting that I'm the one reading this one. It's Jesse Biddle. Oh, Jesus! That's five <laughs> seconds for Liz on the... Uh... God, man. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Just embarrassing. <laughs> those of you, no, no, just all those picked the question. God damn. Yeah, uh, Are you ready, Liz, I'm... for your ridiculous sour? Oh, so angry. All right. Three, two, one. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> angry about Jesse Biddle forever. It's fair. Because he's also yeah. a wonderful kid from Philly. Oh, and he's with the Braves. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate. Yeah. Craig Olsen. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the '90s TV show The Pretender? It was no. about a guy named Jared, pronounced like Jared. Oh, who was a savant and could quickly master the terminology and skills needed to blend in at any job as he evaded capture by a mysterious organization called The Center. One week he would be a doctor, scanning through a book, and then performing a complex surgery, and then the next week he was a rodeo clown. I miss the 90s so much. The player did not start catching until his fourth year as a professional and played just 69 nice games at catcher in the minor leagues, but donned the tools of ignorance in 35 of his 111 big league games in his rookie campaign and did reasonably well. The Hawaiian Army Knife also played second base, shortstop, and third base in the bigs after playing all of the above, plus left field, center field, and one game at first base in the minor leagues. The team have another cow milking contest in 2019. He will watch one YouTube video oh. and then invent a new method that becomes the industry standard. Okay. I, 
I got this one. There's a, there's a lot there. There's a lot. It's I, a really good comment. I said funny. I wasn't going to include it specifically to the author, but then when I decided to add a sixth round, I'm like, I have to include this. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it's Because I really like The Pretender. Um, and I was, another show that I should not I was re-watch. very worried once it yeah. started with The Pretender because I did not <laughs> understand that. But um, it's got to be uh, Isaiah kiner Falifa. It is Isaiah kiner Falifa, yes. yes. Great name. That's, good. that's a good comment, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fantastic. Yeah, name. Levi's comments were amazing. Fantastic. Well, and yes, it also helped. The, when I said before that you mentioned how much you loved one, uh, some author's comments, you, yeah. you've repeatedly said how good Levi's were. Levi's were amazing, yeah. Meg, it's time for your difficult man author question. Okay. Okay. Alexander Pope spoke on expectations. Philosophy <laughs> who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. The expectations were lofty for this player, especially after going 30-30 with a 300 batting average in AAA in 2014. The lefty followed suit by stealing 15 bases in his four subsequent seasons in the big leagues. No, he would not be going 30-30 anytime soon, and it was probably unfair to expect him to. It's happened only eight times since 2010 and 62 times ever. Despite those inflated expectations, he's turned into one of the better righty mashers in the game, putting up a 556 slugging percentage against right-handed pitching. Only about one of every eight plate appearances came against Southpaws, the lowest number of his career, and one that should continue trending downward as the player ages. It's all about managing expectations, after all. Hmm. Hmm. Can I can I ask you to read it one more time? Is that against the rules? No, it's fine. But there was laughter involved in there. So. Okay. Alexander Pope yes, spoke on expectations. Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. The expectations were lofty for this player, especially after going 30-30 with a 300 batting average in AAA in 2014. The lefty followed suit by stealing 15 bases in his four subsequent seasons in big leagues. No, he would not be going 30-30 anytime soon, and it was probably unfair to expect him to. It's only happened eight times since 2010 and 62 times ever. Despite those inflated expectations, he's turned into one of the better righty masters in the game, putting up a 556 slugging percentage against right-handed pitching. Only about one of every eight plate appearances came against Southpaws, the lowest number of his career, and one that should continue trending downward as the player ages. It's all about managing expectations, after all. Um... Can I buy a division? National League West. National League West. Uh, blah. <laughs> Makes such great sounds. Um, <sighs> I do. Delightful. Um, oh, I should have taken him. Damn it. What? Sorry. Sorry, no. It's a, the stupid, dumb fantasy prospect draft. Mm. Yeah, sure. I almost took him, and then I took a pitcher. Somebody, t- somebody talked me into Griffin Canning. Do you want to talk about that for another, like, five to ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I almost took Antonio Caballo, who we're going to rank very highly on the Yankees list. And 
nowhere near as high as Griffin Canning. So. Yeah, no, but I know, but it's still like whatever. <laughs> what a, what a, I don't care. Right? I don't know who it words is. About Griffin Canning. You guys. You done? Yeah. Um. I'm very sassy. Are you done? No, I'm not. <laughs> We're still under two hours at this point, so it's fine. We're doing really well. We are. Okay, it's I incredibly, just, yeah. It's pacey this I think year. We should talk, I think we should talk about how proud we are of that. It's going to slow down when I read Craig's last comment. Um, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody else know? I do. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. This is Jack Peterson. It is Jack Peterson. Is. Mm. Yeah. The, f- the last com- the last comment for this is three hundred and ninety words. So likely is... just for now, Dodger, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where he was in the book as the I understand. Nick Schaefer. I can, I, I can count that one as mine. <laughs> Nick Schaefer. If, Meg, if you if you know this one, feel free to save me. <laughs> the player holds the all time best anagram in baseball. His first and last name is transformed to San Diego Padres. He can also rearrange his six different pitches in various sequences, though lately he hasn't quite managed to find a consistent formula to retire batters. His cutter posed the biggest issue among several last year as his third pitch yielded an unspeakable 483 ISO. Stuck between the rotation, the bullpen, and the wrong side of the aging curve, he will continue to get a handful of innings with his myriad pitches while donning an arrangement of baseball jerseys known only to Calvinists. We really are a bun- bunch of like overeducated. Yeah, that's, that's the whole. That's, that's the yeah. gimmick, man. <laughs> you are all know. the professor stereotype yeah. that we've been warned about. So like, everything else goes out the window because now I'm just trying to decipher the the anagram. Because I you... wrote an entire villanelle that, based on that uh, so gently with that good night by Dylan Thomas about yeah, I, I sort of the annual, I so. sort of object to the um, that specific detail being left in the comment, but it's fine. I mean, it's not going to help this part. No. No, the the anagram. Oh, I, the anagram. I knew it dead on from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's either one, either no or don't, based on that. So, so he's he's on the wrong side of the aging curves. He's been around for a bit. He's between the rotation and the bullpen. Hmm. Throws a million pitches. How people know more about anagrams than I do? It's disappointing. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Who throws a million? I just, I'm trying to think of who still throws that many pitches. Lots of arm slots, too. I mean, you're not talking about, you're not talking about big game James, because the anagram doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. See, this is all right. So normally, what happens is you ask me a player. I don't know the actual answer, but I can guess like a reasonable <laughs> facsimile based on like role. But like because I have the anagram, I can know I'm, I'm like a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. Before yeah. I give the answer, it's very clever. Do you want to buy the division? Yeah, let's do that. It's American League West, which I did not know when I wrote this down where he actually was. So you could have told me he hadn't played in three years, and I would believe you. <laughs> Mark Reynolds. <laughs> Just fucking saying, mixing all his pitches. It's not Jair Jurgens this time. <laughs> Um, 
I, uh, man. Oh, that's where he is now? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I would not have had that pull if my life fucking depended on it. I'll be oh, honest, Meg, gonna... I don't know which team it is. Like, you could, I, I would be, literally have a 20, I know it's not the Mariners, I mean, so I'd have like a 25% our... shot. I'm assuming our depth charts are right, because yeah. Jeff can really make sure they are, but. Meg, you can't save me on this. This is, this is. No. Uh, no, Greg, Greg could. None of this matters. <laughs> um, do you want? Do you want a hint? Am I, can I give him a hint? Yeah, don't. Want, it's the sixth round, Craig. He's not actually he's, in the AL West anymore. He's not. Well, also, mm-hmm. he's Cuban. I have no oh, idea who he even signed for. Oh, is, so. this a, is this a Dreesimer? It is a Dreesimer it is. Hispania, Yeah. Oh, he's head, apparently. Yeah. Who has signed a minor league contract with the Cincinnati Reds? Sure, the Reds need all the help they can get, so. I might see him this year. That was why I said I think we locked on January 6th because his contract was on January 7th. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You're going, like, that's a deeper cut than I, uh, yeah. I only have to read one more comment, so go ahead. Okay, yeah, this is, yeah. Hmm. Good thing I'm reading Albert Drake one. I screwed that up. Wow, okay. that's fucking yeah. impressive, dude. That is okay, amazing. So I'll find, that I will is... find another comment. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that's Craig's last comment. The one dude that can't do shots is like incredibly. It would be incredibly obvious anyway. Um, but it's like, yeah, okay, I know, but it's like, yeah. I didn't even hear the name, but fine. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. I actually mostly missed it too, but you should probably pick it because. Yeah, I'm gonna. So you guess. read Allison's, and I will dig an out for another one for Craig. Yeah, sorry about that. Up, apparently, yeah. That's sure like, I've done that too. It, it is. Yeah. It has to oh, I got excited because I thought that was mine, but it's not. No, mine. It's not no, yours. It's not it. All right, sorry. Uh, who was it? It's Oliver Drake. Oliver Drake's in like seven chapters. That's the Easter we egg. Put Oliver, oh, yeah. Patrick put all Oliver over Drake every single yeah. chapter he was in. Good, Craig. Good. Was good. I support you. <laughs> All right. This is for Allison, and it is not Oliver Drake. <laughs> <laughs> the player has been around so long that the list of players he has trans- in transactions with includes Roberto Hernandez. Not the Roberto Hernandez, who is better known as Fausto Carmona, but the guy who closed for the White Sox in the mid-90s. It also includes Xavier Nady, remember him, Brian Giles, and Jason Bay. The list of players who appeared in his first career game include Ruben Sierra, Ray Lankford, and a Jamie Moyer who hadn't even turned 40 yet. His existence is a competent part of a 2018 bullpen, harkens memories of the famous quote from the cinematic masterpiece, The Sandlot, heroes get remembered, but lefties never die. Oh, that's fun. Um, Can I buy a division, please? American League Central. American League Central, which means that I'm not going to know. Old dudes in the American League Central that throw left-handed. I'll, I'll find one, Jeffrey. Um, I already have one. Okay, that's fine. People actually know the American League Central are screaming I'll, I'll, at me. I can hear it from everywhere, but I don't know that division very well. <laughs> And the, the hats don't spell ass hat, so that's not a cheat to know what teams are. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, old dudes that are lefties that are in bullpens. Uh, young Jamie Moyer. I think this trade happened when you were, let's say, 
How? 13. What are you, like 25? Me? I'm 28. Alright, so this happened when you were 15 years old. This trade? Yeah. To to his American League Central team? No, 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 he didn't. Oh, okay. Um, uh... He only joined the AL team last year. Recently. Okay. Oh, so other people know this, and I don't. Yeah, but... everybody else knows that. It's fine. I know. <laughs> I was get. I was doing so well for a while, and this is my this is my comeback down now. Um, I can assure you that it will actually have zero professional consequences to be bad at this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> let Let me be a guide. It does not matter. <sighs> Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters. In the end, we turn to dust. Um. Uplifting. Thank you. An uplifting uh, message for us all. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, well, let's see. We have a Mets, Phillies, also a slash Orioles, um, White Sox, Mariners. What's your excuse, Craig? Fan on the podcast. So we all know how this Wait, is. What? You're a Dodgers fan. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. You've got. You're just like full of success. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Incredibly successful franchise. But we also know that I'm I'm a race fan, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So. No, they did not, unfortunately. That's probably the answer. I don't know the answer. They have like more than fifty prospects. So uh, the answer is eighty-six, motherfucker. <laughs> Alvar Perez. Oh <gasps> god yeah. damn it! In two thousand six, for that, it. Roberto Hernandez. Still yeah. around. It yeah. makes me all over Perez. Still, still going. I hated he that guy up. for so long. Uh, I hated I him for so long. Resigned with the Indians. Messed it assigned him. I got Justin Wilson. It's fine. Because uh, Colin wrote that. Uh, mm. That was that was in the Cleveland chapter, but Colin wrote that one. So I love that comment. So credit yeah. where credit's due. Not that Did Roberto Hernandez. With a team like the other Roberto Hernandez. Like last week. It was literally like yesterday, I think. Yesterday. Yeah. <sighs> Liz Rocher, it's your shot question. All right. Yeah. On the surface, it looks like the player only made slight improvements from 2017 into 2018. You look at the sub-700 OPS and grimace a little, thinking the former high draft pick is still falling well short of expectations. But as year requires a closer look, and upon further examination, it seems like there's a legitimate reason to be excited about what he can do in 2019. From late May to the end of the season, the player slashed... Didn't say triple slash here, Craig, which I know you'd be very happy about. The player slashed 301, 342, 460, dramatically reducing his strikeout rate along the way. He might not be beating down the door for a spot with the big league club anytime soon, nor is he all that likely to even remain on top prospect lists heading into 2019. But seeing as he doesn't turn 21 until May, it remains far too soon to call him a bust or rule him out of the team's future plans altogether Assuming the really? adjustments he made from May onward prove sustainable. That's so for the record is the comment writer's opinion that is too soon to call him a bust. <laughs> is not my opinion. <laughs> I would call him a bust. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Uh, and I can't even ask for a division, can you I? You can't. Uh, 
I have no clue. Jarrett probably uh, helps you a little bit there. To help. Hmm. Oh, I think I think that may have. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that this doesn't have any professional consequences because I'm, this now <laughs> feels totally obvious, and I just have no clue. Hmm. Uh, Nick, would you I'm like to? Uh, is that? Uh, should I throw yeah, it? Yeah, go for yeah. it. I don't is know. That, is that Moniac? It is Mackenzie Moniac. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's it's only the dude that we actually talk about in the Good Fight Slack at mm. least four times a week for some reason. That's the thing is I I didn't I didn't Paul, guess Paul is very uh, like, high on Mickey Moniac going forward a, apparently. Like that question if it was yeah anyway. Okay, so, so we've you, edited our we've edited our <laughs> emergency replacement comment in for Craig. Yeah. <sighs> so the good also. fight the good fight slack is also like the amazing oh. avenue slack in that it's hotel california and no one ever leaves yeah yeah pretty I mean, I'm much literally still in it four years later so yeah <laughs> good to know <laughs> i appreciate that we are the same in that way mm. several of the bp local slacks are still up and running i've so i've heard yeah like our good like... friend matt winkleman is uh is still in our our slack which Tells you why we talk about, you know, guys like uh, Mickey Moniak more often than not. But he hasn't written for the site in a couple of years. He has his own site. Is every Philly's top prospect list out now, or are we still missing one or two? Because I'm like, I'm we're currently the high guys on Moniak somehow now, which is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, on the main list, yeah. Well, um, so there's a know, couple of sources that haven't released anything yet. Yeah. Well, but I know Matt Winkleman, my is, my first. Okay, all, the rest of this all, podcast all is not going to be good all for the, anyone. All the, cre- me all the credible right. national outlets have released their Phillies prospects. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just looked at baseball. You guys they, have need a, to chill. they have a portrait of Brian Howard the Rockies yeah. hat on there. No, it's very I'm strange. Hmm? Yeah. Where did you guys have Moniac? I don't remember. I don't even fucking remember. We had yeah, okay. eight. Everybody eight, else had them like nine. 12. What? It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yes, We're all going to die. We all have them of the same fucking grade. He is a tornado made up of smaller tornadoes. Just tornadoes all the way down. The tornadoes are on fire and the fuel is distilled from the splinters of a thousand bats. Rage soaked in heat fluid and made brittle from the withering of 100 years under a vengeful sun. And the sun is him and you're his scorn made ash. He is a lava spawn, belched forward with the hatred of an earth that has grown to despise the little walking, crawling, singing things it used to love, and has now sworn an oath to consume them with its gargling maledictions. He is a visceral howl, a piercing prayer from a predator to the god who gave him the electric bristle of his hair, the tingling in his legs, the grind of his jaws, the blood of his prey, and the sting of the brisk night air in his lungs— Air made of gases that curl themselves into a supernova, exploding towards their ancestors. Holy shit. <laughs> Why was this our backup comment? Why didn't we like, just use it? <laughs> There's a good reason for that, Jay. Uh, uh, like, Helios, the sun god? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I could th- all I can think of is William Blake now. There is nothing This in is not here specifically a difficult man, Arthur, question. But... Alright. But, but, but. <laughs> but. Would you like to buy a division, there's, Craig? 
Yeah, sure, I'll buy a division. <laughs> <I'm hurt. laughs> He oh, said with zero resentment. No, Craig, if there's one thing that Craig is not, it is resentful of me specifically. <laughs> what? Buy a division into what? Like, there's literally nothing in this. He is the sun. I... <laughs> I'm guessing the sun. <laughs> but that was in there, right? He, the yeah, sun yeah, yeah, he's the in. Rage soaked in hate fluid and made brittle from the withering of 100 years under a vengeful sun, and the sun is him. So he's the sun, yes. <laughs> yes, so he is the sun. Okay, so potentially injury prone. You, What was the division? American League West. Oh, great. So I can't even guess Helio Ramos, which is at least, you know, like a pun on the name. God damn it. <laughs> Did it say broke, broke a lot of bats? Was that in there? So maybe he's a pitcher, Craig. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. <laughs> now I'm angry. Pitcher uh, on five teams. Well, because it's like, what am I going to guess? Marion Rivera's uh, rocking chair made from busted. <laughs> <laughs> you seem very angry. Craig. I'd like to be very upset. <laughs> I'd like a clip of that, yeah, okay, great, to use as my ringtone now. <laughs> Text tone is even better. Yeah, I need that as a drop. Every time Craig G chats me, I'm just going to set that up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, great. 37 times a day. Yeah, okay, great. <sighs> I've never heard, yeah, okay, great from Craig in that tone. <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard all day. Hmm? I, I don't I don't know. Okay, so obviously Levi wrote this. Yeah. So it is Han fucking Kraus. He's the eighth best prospect in the Rangers system or whatever. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not going to get it. I don't think anyone would have gotten that. You you, you could have told me it was a Ranger. I still wouldn't have known. Absolutely not. I do want to read the Oliver Drake comments. No, 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 no. Hang on, I got to scroll down because it's... Fucking endless. It's 400 words. It's mm. the same like as my Bartol Cole and Beatles comment for a couple of years. <laughs> Everything seemed on the up and up for the player and the team until the Reds battered him for six runs on six hits, all on pitches outside the strike zone. It quickly became apparent that this might not be his year. Chapter 2. He looked like a good fit for the team, at least until he ran into the Astros. 30 minutes and two-thirds of an inning later... His ERA was three runs higher, and he was heading off to his third team of the season. Chapter 3. The team accomplished something that no other team managed to do in 2018, clear him through waivers. Chapter 4. The two days he spent here were the asymptote to his bizarre DRA-exploding season. After the experience, he settled down to a productive, if not residential, stability. Chapter 5. Some other team won the World Series, but this one did what every other team tried to do and failed, unlock the player's latent greatness in the form of 20 strong late-inning seasons. Late-season innings. Then they cut him. Chapter 6, which is the full comment, the rest of those are lined out. He's already been DFA'd from this team. The thing is, he's actually pretty good. Pitching is hard enough. To pitch in the majors requires supernatural, sheer arm strength, tremendous... Fuck. You know, like... Cryo perception. Yeah, thank you. 
No, it's proprioception. A high tolerance for pain and a sharp... I'm not that drunk. And a sharp intellect. To pitch in the majors for five different teams in a single season requires all those things, plus considerable mental toughness. It requires five teams to decide you're good enough to merit a roster spot, but it also requires four of them to decide some other fringe player is better. As most difficult tasks do, however, pitching becomes easier when one makes it simple and focuses on their strengths. In the player's case, that finally happened when he reached his fifth team in early August. From his arrival there through the end of the season, he threw a splitter, almost a true forkball, and easily his best offering. More often than any other pitch, opponents batted 164, 238, 274 against him down the stretch. Oh, what the fuck happened to my Google Doc here? Oh, I see what happened to my Google Doc here. Back up. Like no, I got it. May he never go back to throwing the heater more often than the split. The time this book went to print, he was already on his second team. Of, it's now third of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and they cleared waivers, too. Which puts them on pace to have worn every jersey in the league by late summer. That is your Oliver Dreg Easter egg for the 2019 Baseball Protectors Annual. Uh, on sale now with the proper cover. Pre-order available at Amazon. Which was the whole purpose of this exercise. It was not just to get us drunk. Definitely. Ah, it's got I killed my second beer. I still have a sh- How many people still have a shot? Oh, I sipped... I have like half a shot because I was actually drinking. From I this. do. I have a shot. The shot. Everyone that sold a shot in front of them do the shot. Okay. No. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Megan, see, that's what happens when you're. So there's like, I feel like there's a uh, there's a bifurcation here, where it's where if you're exactly 32 years old, you don't do the shot, but people older and younger, are like, yeah, it seems fine. We'll do it. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah, thirty-two to thirty-five. How's that? I'm doing the shot, and I'm thirty-five. Uh, yeah, I know I'm the oldest person on this podcast, but <sighs> I killed that shot. All right. Um, so normally at this point in the show, I'd like do housekeeping, or <laughs> I don't think we have any emails. I don't think I'm very excited because my James Beard award winning restaurant just changed over their menu and they're doing a French Canadian thing, which saves me a trip to Montreal. We don't have any emails. I'm going to Montreal. I'm going to go to Montreal some point this summer. We go there like once a year. Let me just make sure we don't have any Facebook comments. What I was going to do, because we didn't, so we did a little like. 15 minute thing before covering the Mets saying Justin Wilson and we do have we actually have an email I'll read oh it. Sh- I have it up. do we All right. go ahead read the yeah. email hang on, hang, on, hang, on, hang, on, hang on so we did the first half of the show which was a little 15 minute thing we did the second half of the show which obviously was the drinking game and now it's the third half of the show and before we do the third half of the show we do housekeeping this is for all you kids out there episode 146 for all you kids out there, is a baseball prospectus Mets adjacent podcast. I can do this when I'm drunk, but not when I'm sober. Apparently, you can only twenty three more episodes until we have Andy Money on again. Yes, you can find us on the internet at baseballprospectus.com. The podcast is on iTunes. Just search for for all you kids out there, and you listen or subscribe right there. I encourage you to both. I also encourage you to rate and review the podcast. 
the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash for all you kids out there. And you can email the show at allyoukids at baseballprospectus.com. If you want to get in contact with the show, we're on Twitter at for all you kids. Sure, it's on Twitter at J.A. Seidler. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. Okay, we're going to do this slowly and with feeling. Craig Goldstein is on Twitter at CD Goldstein. Meg Rowley is on Twitter at Meg Rowler. Allison McKaig is on Twitter at PH PhD. No, it's not right at all. At Petite no, PhD. Right. No, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. At Petite PhD. Liz Rocher is on Twitter at Liz Rocher. And Nick Schaefer is on Twitter at Nick Schaefer. Those are the easy ones. Just use your name like a no, no, whatever. It's fine. Okay. I don't think that's accurate. Are you not Nick Schaefer? Yeah, Nick, Nick not, underscore? Not, is there an underscore in there somewhere? Nick underscore BPSS. I, I don't oh, know if I'll God change that. Even damn, shattering of, uh, that. Anyway, I don't know. just read the email now, Jarrett. We're done. Okay, this is this is from David, and it's probably going to get at least three people oh, on this podcast yeah, 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 in trouble. Yeah, 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 No, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember this now. Go ahead. Is it possible that due to modern baseball analytics and the internet-led hyper-focus on minor league development that the value of the classic superstar free agent has diminished to a considerable extent? My thought is that teams have gotten better <laughs> at identifying and analyzing players in their this career life cycle earlier in their career life cycle, mm. making them more likely to get quality production from pre-armed players while spending less major league at-bats attempting to develop players that don't work out, thereby diminishing the strikeout rate on minor league prospects. So I'm wondering if it's your guys' fault that Manny and Bryce will get less than they would have 10 years ago. Not the collusion or Wilpon coupon clipping that you have repeatedly suggested is creating the problem. Just asking. So, oh, I want to be clear on whose fault this is, and it's Joe Sheehan's. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many thoughts. I'm not going to them. <laughs> uh, I mean, so yeah. the history... The history of baseball labor relations is that they always find a reason to pay players yeah, less. Yeah. And if it wasn't this, it would have been something else. Yes. Do we as a community bear some percentage of the responsibility so, yeah. for the at times so, insensitive yeah. and overly economic way we have discussed mm-hmm. players? Mm-hmm. I would say probably. I'm gesticulating but... with my hands yeah. like now is what's happening. Because I'm yeah. Italian, so that's what happens. Um, so yes. So we have representatives on this podcast from both Baseball Perspectives and Fangraphs um, who, yeah, there's a, so, but, but here's my, my counterpoint is that like, we have a, even if you're going strictly by dollars per war, this is all fucking fucked up. Right. By dollars yep. per war, Manny Machado should be getting 50 million fucking dollars a year. Right. So just look at their website. Look at Meg's website that Meg runs, like top to bottom, obviously. <laughs> and go down and look at what Meg, what uh, Manny Machado has been worth the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like fifty million fucking dollars. Yeah. And if you did yeah. a reasonable projection for Manny Machado's ten he's years, 20, he's giving... ten years younger than I am. A thirty-six-year-old that can no longer curve. hold their liquor per Jarrett Seidler. <laughs> a reasonable aging curve for him would make him like worth like. Four hundred, four hundred and fifty million dollars over the next that, ten years. Probably nineteen dollars. Yeah, and we're going to assume that it's likely that dollars per war keeps increasing yeah. as a factor yep. because it has. Baseball yep. teams should win ball games and not be hedge funds. That's my hot take. Mostly, I think that it would behoove all of us, fans, analysts, 
whomever to, rather than focusing on the failures of negotiation that the union may have perpetrated in the last CBA, focus on the success that the ownership groups had in getting exactly what they wanted. If we're going to point out one, we really ought to point out the other. This is not a mistake. None of this stuff fell into the CBA sideways. The Red Sox aren't surprised about the luxury tax thresholds when they consider what to do with their payroll, and neither are the race. They got exactly what they wanted, so maybe we should point a finger at the people who got the things they wanted. That is the editorial stance of Fancrafts.com. Your second Amen. shot, Meg. Here, here. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I actually thought Craig Calcaterra wrote well about how... Uh, <laughs> Fine, go I, ahead. It's my podcast, what, but go ahead. I, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. We're just like, I, I, I'd like to point out with all so many dudes, landmines but... in so many different weird places, and I, so we should all maybe not sigh. <laughs> I, I listen to his podcast every week. I still don't know who he's... Who he's but, uh, no, just about how... Jared, who won it, the... Uh, hang on, hang on, Nick. One second. One second. Who won the actual Tommy Dreamer-Michael Elgin match? Uh, Tommy Dreamer with yeah, the uh, Spicoli okay. driver. Okay. That's your yeah. wrestling segment for the third half. Go ahead. Doesn't it just about how... Uh, and because uh, when I would talk to my dad, he always talks about how attendance drives how much money these teams have. That's no oh, right, but that's yeah. an old dad. So my point is that it's been decoupled, and his point was that it's been decoupled from you know winning has been decoupled from profitability. So mm-hmm. that yeah. is factor yeah. here. Absolutely. Oh, so, you know, something to think about. Hmm. That's all. So the counter argument to this, which if I don't make it, nobody will, because that's the lean here. Is that Are you a suggesting lot of this the, a leftist podcast, Sharon? A lot Ooh. of the revenues that MLB has brought in, this is the argument that MLB will make, yeah, a lot of the revenues that they have brought in are not actually connected to the on-field baseball product. It's stuff like video games or increased marketing ad rates or the infrastructure of BAM that they mm. then kept mm. part of but spun mm. off into mm. Disney. Yes. Yeah, but I but tend I'm, to not, but, I don't agree with that, but that's their I, argument. Manny revenues... Machado being on the cover in a certain uniform is going to drive all of that. All I agree. But, but beyond but that, like the, the band, the band show, sale so. isn't even included in the $10.3 billion in revenues. <laughs> if you right. add that in, it's $12. Like, it's not, I mean, that's not even included oh. when we're talking about Everybody's those making goddamn money here or something like, you know. Right. And the players are still... So the reason that the players haven't, you know, pulled off a wildcat strike and the reason that maybe they don't go on strike in 2022 maybe they do maybe they don't but if they don't broadly it's it's effective apparently so if if they don't it's because their absolute wages are still going up far faster than like inflation or gdp growth or anything like that Mm. because even though they're Mm. getting a smaller percentage Mm. of a pie they're getting a increasingly smaller percentage of a pie that is expanding more than their share is decreasing wages actually decrease for the first time last year, so I don't know. So, yeah. uh, a... they, have, they have been up until now. If they if they start get so one of the other things is there's an argument that the owners are like surpassing like the acceptable level of greed and just getting insanely greedy, which is oh, frankly ethical. Shocker! Well, that's not an argument. That's a universal truth. Right. Yeah. Late stage capital. I'm and so I just am impressed that the you know. first person to quote Kant on this podcast was Craig Goldstein. <laughs> yeah. So I took a philosophy course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to convince the 
you know, 33-year-old, you know, number three starter that's making $12 million to forego his Is this his literally paycheck. Jason Vargas? <laughs> right. Well, it, the 2022 version of Jason okay, Vargas. Okay, 2022 version of Jason Vargas, yeah. Right. It's going to be hard to convince that guy. And that guy is um, represented in union leadership uh, much more than his That's population. changing, though, I feel like. Like, you're seeing more, like, veteran it's, it's players, it's, like this Ariana or Colin McHugh, like, starting to speak yeah, out about this stuff. Yeah, cast in heavy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is almost that guy, you mm-hmm. know? It's hard to tell these guys to forego their paycheck to get the right to fight for the rights of draftees or international signings or zero to three service time guys, especially when if the system changes, it might change in such a way that it makes it impossible for them to cash in next time. Now, if they're getting squeezed already, which is happening, it does gets those guys. Are we getting two and 20 and he Mayhew getting two and 24? Yeah. Which is why I think ownership may be pushing this a little too far for its own good. But it's like it's like the hedge fund stripping idea. Like, make all the money now, and fuck, we'll deal with the consequences. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody else have thoughts on that question? <laughs> Nothing that hasn't been said. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah, like I, I yell about this all the time. If you read, you know, whenever... It's the one person here who's likely phone, actually to be, be a fan of a team that signs one of these guys, Liz Rocher. Uh, yeah. I want yeah, right? them to spend all the money. Yeah. I want them to spend all the money. Stupid they can afford money was the exact quote, it. as I recall. That fucking quote is going to follow. <laughs> I can't tell you how much like the GM and the president are probably so angry at him about that because it's just going to follow them around for years. Yeah. For a, it's it's going to follow them around for a long time. They've tried to walk that quote back, and even so though they've tried, 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 they can't because it exists. I mean, it's a thing that happened. It, I mean, yeah. you also can't trust anything anyone says beyond. Like, John Middleton has no reason to lie, but, you know, Matt Klintak and Andy McPhail want to tamp down expectations, which is impossible to do in the first offseason that the Phillies have had. Stupid money to, to spend. I mean, beyond last year when they signed, you know. Um, Arietta and someone else who I already can't remember. Um, but Carlos. like, uh, yes, Carlos Santana. Uh, one thing I can, yes, one thing I can tell you is that Jake Arietta doesn't love being on the Phillies. <laughs> Jake Arietta will tell you that Jake Arietta doesn't love being on the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he necessarily agreed with some of his usage last year. <laughs> he didn't like his usage. He didn't like his defense, and eventually he stopped talking about it because. Eventually stop talking about it because the Phillies don't leak. Doesn't matter whether yeah, it's Clubhouse yeah, fine, yeah, or yeah. Office, yeah. Phillies don't leak anymore. Ruben Amaro is and everyone who had anything to do with him essentially is gone. And so I'm I have sad. a funny story about that I can't tell on air, so <laughs> remind <laughs> me after we have we the all, call. Look, every one of us has funny Philly stories we can't tell on air. It's just yeah. comes with the territory more or less. Yeah. Should we wrap this up, Jared? I feel like we should wrap this up. <laughs> Sure. Um, so this was the uh, 2019 version of the For All You Kids Out There Baseball Prospectus Annual Drinking Game. I have no idea who won because really it's just an interim champ until next Lee totally returns for the 2020 version. We're doing the Annual Drinking Game. But anyway, we'll see you next week for a uh, more traditional version for all you kids out there.
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.